Good evening, Glory. Hallelujah to you. What's your story? What's going through you? Welcome to the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show. I'm your host, Pat Renwick, and uh, we got a, a wing danger worked up for you tonight. Hello, Bass Fishing Galaxy. Give it up for yourselves. Yes, you're the reason for the season, always. You and the, uh, those basses, especially the micro, Microtop Harris Salmoids. Hey, uh, today is the fishing tackle industry special. So, um, you know, this is going to be full of uh, success stories and grand inspirers today. It's, a, it's some people that um, have really made an impact in the fishing industry, and uh, we're happy to have them on the show tonight. First up uh, is uh, Brad Rutherford and Andrew Wheeler from Berkeley and Abu Garcia. That's correct. Correctamundo, Bass Galaxy. Uh, and then we have a forum. We have a forum after that, and uh, that will consist of uh, Polish Pete Prispiora from Omnia Fishing, uh, as well as, yes, that's correct, uh, as well as Connor Summers from uh, Outcast Tackle, Jake Boomer from Alpha Angler Fishing in the National Professional Fishing League, and uh, also good old Patterson Leith from Sims Fishing, and, and we'll be discussing the... Uh, the state of the fishing tackle industry, one of the greatest years ever in fishing tackle history was 2021. We're going to talk all about it uh, today. And you can get your questions in, too. So start, uh, start piling them up and, uh, and get some questions in uh, for the forum. Um, hey, uh, moving right along, uh, Crestliner. Uh, if you have not checked out uh, Crestliner.com, check out the, uh, the new MX-19, the baby bro to the uh hoss mx21 uh check it out in production now mx19s uh th marine supply still anniversary month happy anniversary th marine come on come on come on that's how we do it that's how we bass fish and talk show thanks to them they've been with us uh they were our our, our og sponsor right change yeah th marine been with us uh, this is our sixth season too quite a while thank you th marine uh, for all you do. Hey, I want to remind everybody, if you have not already, Straycast broadcasts live on Roku. We have our own Roku channel. It's also all past episodes are also available on uh, on Roku. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, download that deal. And as well, after this broadcast, pretty much immediately, Larry Kyleman downloads this on all podcast platforms. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you did not know the magic of on-demand lifestyle, <laughs> we have you compensated. We have you compensated. Hey, uh, the half a spot event has changed. It has moved until January. I believe the dates are like 14th, 15th, 16th, or 15th, 16th, or 14th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, something like that. I don't know, Ginge, do you know? It's in the teens. It's in the teens. Uh, but it has moved, and we'll keep you updated on that. That's in January, and uh, we're going to have a good time there at the Half a Spot event in January. Check out calsagbass.com. Even if you don't live in the area, the season has ended. Uh, come on down and take their money. Calsagbass.com. Uh, special hello uh, to Isaac from uh, Line and Lure and Bow to Stern. And the reason I bring that up is this is the time of the year uh, in the North Country, where a lot of people start to uh, to clean up, let's say. 
And Bowdestern products made by the good people at Line and Lure are perfect for all your boat cleaning needs. Check out uh, Line and Lure and Bowdestern products. Oh, uh, speaking of Line and Lure uh, pros, Matt Robertson, Chris Crow, Line and Lure pros. And um, guess whose birthday it was, Ginge? Yeah, yeah, it was Tuesday. Yesterday's birthday was Cuckoo Kachu, Mrs. Robertson. Yeah, happy birthday, Mrs. Robertson from the Bass Fishing Galaxy. We love her. She supports everything StrayCast does. And thank you for spawning, Matthew, as well. Tin cup, whiskey. The cupeth overflow. Ginch, we need a tin. Oh, beg my pardon. Is that a thing? Ladies and gentlemen, the reddest, headest producer in the whole gosh dang tootin' falutin Bass Vision Galaxy, give it up for Andrew Ellenberger. He's a ginger ninja. Yes, you are. Extraordinaire producer engineer. Sprocket. <laughs> Change, how are you? Good, and you? Yeah, is the, the tin cupeth overflow? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, we need a tin cup whiskey word of the week. You know what I Hey, yeah, we don't want nobody falling in, so we remind you, drink responsibly. You can choose tin cup whiskey. You can choose uh, Coca-Cola or Squirt, even. <laughs> nice, refreshing Squirt. Uh, but, uh, hey, the tin cup whiskey word of the week is industry. When you hear the word industry, take a drink and drink responsibly. Industry. Got him started. Thanks, Luke Foley and Tin Cup Whiskey for your support of the Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television Show. Glorified version of a Bass and Talk Show. Talking a lot, Ginch. Here we go. It's what I do. Um, hey, want to remind you, check this out. This is the part you're really going to like. All bass fishermen like free stuff, don't they? Free stuff. Tackle. This is the Tackle Industry episode, and we're giving away all kinds of stuff. The guests don't even know it, but they're giving away something. Each one of them tonight. And... All you have to do to win that prize for this giveaway is like and share this live Facebook feed. That's it. It's that simple, Bass Galaxy. Like and feed the live Facebook feed. Or like and share the live Facebook feed. You can feed it, too, but don't feed it after midnight, whatever you do. Like and share the live Facebook feed. And uh, we're going to pick you possibly to be a winner of one of many prizes from the fine sponsors that we have on the show uh, tonight, um, man, I think Ginge, I think I got it. I think I got it. I think it's Wednesday night and the feelings right. And it's a tackle industry special. I kind of got all funky right there. You know what I'm saying? Put the power poles down. And when you're doing it and while you're at break, keep everybody's buddy, Aaron Martins in your prayers. We're with you, Aaron. We are. Love you, bud. Put the power poles down. Don't go anywhere. This is the mountain, and this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled. Untamed. Forever wild. There's no safety net. No way down. Up here, it's just man and the mountain and his tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Mountain whiskey.
Nobody wants to run out of power when they're on the water. There is a better way. Introducing the Charge Marine Power Management Station from PowerPole that does the work of three devices, a traditional battery charger, a charge on the run, and an emergency start system. PowerPole Charge. All right, all right, all right. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty neat, pretty neat. Welcome uh, back to the tackle industry extravaganza on Stray Cast. And I am very proud right now to bring to you Mr. Brad Rutherford. And for the first time ever on the Stray Cast glorified version of a bass fishing talk show, Mr. Andrew Wheeler from Abu Garcia. Welcome. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. How you doing? What's up, Andrew? Hey, man. How you doing? Where's your beard? Where'd it go? Oh, it's gone. It's yeah, gone. I, I, yeah, it's a little warm in South Carolina during the summer, so <laughs> it, 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 it had to go. Where did you do with all the nesting parakeets that were living in there? <laughs> oh, we let them go free. <laughs> good. Good man. Good man. <laughs> and, and Brad, great to see you as usual. How, how's the family doing? How's Charlie? Oh, you yeah. keeping up with her? Yeah, a little bit. She's uh, down for the night, so I'm free to be on Shaycast. Uh, nice. Okay. And <laughs> and I love seeing the stories of that you put up when you have Charlie fishing in there because it reminds me of when I took my daughter Jasmine fishing as a kid all the time, and I I, I like that. I like seeing that, Brad, and that's that's important to do, man. And you're doing it. Oh, it's the best. There's nothing like it, even if you don't catch it fish or not it's a it's a blast for sure can i tell you my hopes for charlie really quick before we go any further now your father bob rutherford has the most amazing slack line hook set in the bass fishing galaxy <laughs> and i would <laughs> wish it would be so heartwarming if charlie would inherit that slack line hook set oh, uh, i would love if she it. did she's gonna get it for sure <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding, man. Well, it's her. Uh, it's her alter ego, Chuck <laughs> Rutherford. When he says the hook. Uh, oh my gosh! Well, first off, um, may we start by you giving a self-described job description of what you do uh, for Abu Garcia, Andrew Wheeler? What do you do exactly? <laughs> that's a good question um you know we really what we work on is uh, all the new products so you know all the products that all the anglers get to use day in and day out when they're on the water from abu um i'm lucky enough to be one of the members of the team who has a hand in you know bringing them to market designing working out what we want to put out in the market what anglers are going to want the next thing the next greatest thing and uh you know get it out in the market it's a it's a pretty big team effort, but uh, something that I love doing, and I've been doing it for a while with Abu, so I've been extremely lucky. And I know, I know it can be complex as well, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit in a moment. But, Brad, what do you do? What's your self-described description of your job title? I am a pro staff extraordinaire, as I would like to call it. <laughs> uh, dealing with all the, uh, the uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it clean. The yeah. <laughs> the stars of the Bass Galaxy. Yeah, I do a little a little more than that, but I, I think my uh, I think everybody knows me as a pro staff guy, right? Yeah. Andrew, is that how you would? Yeah, you 
You're definitely the pro staff guy. <laughs> yeah, and everyone knows Brad Rutherford, whether they're with Pure Fishing, Abu Berkeley, or should, can I say Pure Fishing as a whole? Can we just do this? Yeah, you can say yeah. It. Okay. So, um, the so I mean, everyone knows you as that. Like even every professional angler, whether they are with Abu Berkeley, Pure Fishing, whatever, they know Brad Rutherford, don't they, Andrew? They know Brad. Oh yeah, he's like. He's like, you know, third tier famous, is like what we like to say. I'm, uh, he's like Hasselhoff <laughs> Japan famous <laughs> yeah, is what yeah, I'm getting exactly. at here. And Andrew, yeah, you've he, been with the company how long, Andrew? Uh, about 17 years. 17 years. And you, Brad, how, how long? Oh, seven years in this upcoming May. So that's you're both seasoned veterans at this point. And, uh, yeah, and, and the funny thing is, like, I remember when I was in high school watching Andrew on uh, the – I cast videos and tackle warehouse, and I got to go and work with him. So that's pretty cool. Dude, like, uh, okay, as weird as this sounds, yeah, me too. Not in high school, <laughs> but yeah, like I, like, I actually get to talk to Andrew is a big deal for me. You know, like when I run into Andrew, I feel like when I see him at places, I'm like, Man, I got to go because I think I'm bothering this dude because I'm talking to him too long about reels. So I kind of like skate out, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. But seven years and 17 years and, and Andrew being an elder statesman of pure fishing. Yep. I mean, dude, when did the Revo come out? When was the Revo? It was actually a little before my time. It was... Uh... It's a good question. It was around, kind of think, around 06. So I actually I, wasn't in, I wasn't in, um, I was actually living in Australia at the time. Gotcha. I was going to say 06 as well. That, we'll, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about that, how that thing changed the game a little later as well. But, um, you know, I need to kind of know, first off, how did you get in this game, Andrew? Did you have, let's put it this way, did you have aspirations to work in the fishing tackle industry? And, you know, and obviously you're a fisherman, but talk to me. How did this start? What's the origin of the superhero Andrew Wheeler? It's uh, obviously started in Australia. Um, you know, hyper-avid angler. I fished, uh, I fished like just as much as I possibly could. And I was at university studying something completely different. Um, nothing to do with what I'm doing today, but, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I was working in a tackle store and, um, oh, working nice. through college and, and, uh, yeah, it was a big, where I was from, it was a big tackle store around there. And, uh, it was a lot of salt water, but we did some freshwater fishing as well. And, and, um, yeah, it's just, you know, got to know a lot of people in the industry and I'd kind of, by the end of it, I'd finished my degree and I was kind of working out what I was going to do um, for a job. And I actually had uh, one of the one of the companies that I was working with uh, cold call me and asked me if I wanted to go and kind of start working in in the fishing tackle industry. And of course, I jumped at that opportunity, and uh, I've been been there ever since. It was uh, it was it's been a it's been a quite a road. Yeah, so. I, I can tell. I mean, and just the fact that you actually were able to keep a job for 17 years says a lot about you. I mean, that's a lot, man. Or, or put up with the people at Pure Fishing, too. I say that lovingly, of course. Or they put up with me. Every day when I have to talk to them. And Brad, you know, not only has, let's say, the world of fishing been watching Andrew Wheeler's career, 
uh, with Pure Fishing on the iCast videos and on the Abu channel and all that, but they've been watching you, Brad. They have been watching you as well, like from your college days. I mean, yeah, you are right. you're a bassin man. Yeah, you're a bassin man. You you sure are. You, I mean, you had it in your heart, obviously, because of uh, Notorious B.O.B., but I mean, you, you, you definitely um, are a bassin man and your path, did your path change? Like, did you want to be a pro once, Brad? I definitely tried it. Okay. Um, I wanted to, uh, after I graduated, I tried it a year, but uh, I guess it really was my passion to work for pure fishing, especially when they can uh, merge and move to so close to home. They moved two hours away from where I grew up. It was I told my dad, Bob, when um, I was, I guess, I don't know, 16 or 17, that I'm going to work there one day. And I, I probably forgot that in college because I wanted to fish, right? But uh, it kind of turned around and I was able to uh, get a job there. I tried pretty hard to get a job and um, it was a, it's, it's a dream job every day. I wake up and it's, it's a passion of mine, so. Yeah, dude, awesome. and you're you're a very fortunate man. I mean, you're you're doing cool in life, and uh, and uh, that uh, those little fish that we chase have <laughs> brought you here to yes. this path. Yes. It yep. has brought Andrew. These these finny friends of ours have brought you here, Andrew, yes, to to this path, and that's amazing because everyone finds their way. If, if there's a means to it, and no matter what it is in life, if the, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I like the fact that you guys pursued what you wanted to do or what you figured out you wanted to do. You know right. what I mean? And, and, and pretty cool. Uh, Brad, I, I got to tell you, we put uh, up on the Instagram the, uh, the thing of you diving in after a, a combo. And it was just like it was, it, it was you know, it wasn't even a xenon combo. It was it didn't even <laughs> exist then, Andrew. He was. I think it was a, an 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 Abu. That was a long time ago, but it was yeah, Abu sure, real for sure. Yeah, you dove in. You dove yeah. in to save the rod and reel, and 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 the be, the best ever is I don't know if I, I don't think I put this one up, but was to hear Tommy Sanders commentary about it. <laughs> Do you remember, Brad? Do you remember it? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I think you loved it, right? Yeah, he loved it, and he said. The, the one dude that was with him, I can't think of, think of his name. He used to do hey. the college thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, he, he, um, he, he, he said, we need to see that again. And Tommy Sanders said, we need to see that again. We need to see that four times. <laughs> I'll be watching some college shows about 10 years down the, uh, down the road, and I'll still see it replay. I feel like I just see it in the randomest places. It's so great. And, and I forgot. Uh, you sent me that clip a long time ago, actually, and then I, I I miss I don't know where it was, and I was searching YouTube and I couldn't find it, so I called up uh, the good old bass uh, statistician Ronnie Moore, and he directed me <laughs> in that direction. <laughs> so cool, Brad. I'm glad that it all ended up uh, in this in this spot for you. So um, uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, um, like let's get into let's go back to like your interview at pure fishing. Like I'll go with Andrew first. Cause he's smirking. So I, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to ask Andrew, like, tell me about like your interview at pure fishing. How did that go for you? 
Do you want the Australian one or do you want the American one? Oh, let's go American. I'm familiar with, unless the Australian one's a better story. Not really. I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> it actually happened in, uh, Australia. They had, they came over to visit us and, um, you know, I'd expressed interest in you moving overseas and I was lucky. I was really flexible at that point in time in my life and, um, you know, didn't have, I wasn't tied down to anything. So I was pretty free to move and expressed a lot of interest and they'd been looking for somebody for us for that specific role for uh, over eight months. And, um, yeah, so they came over and interviewed me and then I flew over maybe, um, it might have been maybe a month or two after that and kind of met with a broader team and interviewed with the broader team and, um, yeah, just kind of, it was, it, it's pretty mind-blowing. It was my first trip to the States and, you know, I was about ready to cold cock it and just move over here. You know, I hadn't been here before but gotcha. had a passion for the had a passion for the brand and single guy at the time, Andrew. Sing sing yeah. Single, single guy. Cause I, here's an observation I'm going to give you. I've noticed that dudes with accents do really well in America <laughs> with the babes. <laughs> Just saying, that's saying I'm sure. It's uh anyway, I'm it was sorry. put it this way. It didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Look what it did for Carl, you know? Yeah, exactly. Then <laughs> you got the job. You got the peer yeah, job. Yeah, we, it was cool. I mean, I, I literally got the job and I was over here. You know, there's obviously a lot of paperwork that has to go on to move over. And uh, it took about three months. But, yeah, I moved over about three months later. And um, it was it was super cool. I you know, got to at – that, at that stage, I knew – I actually knew quite a few people because I'd worked with them kind of remotely and I'd been to different places with them uh, overseas and – and uh, so I knew a, a knew a pretty good group of people, and uh, moved over here and had a, almost had an instantaneous group of friends. Nice, which was really you're um, a likable guy. You you are yeah. No, I mean for real. No, well, I mean I, that you're. I, a, I try to be. Well, to me, is is that just an act, Brad? Is he just yeah, put it? Oh, no, okay, he, okay. He, <laughs> so how long was it before they hired you, Andrew? Like, but you uh, did it was the, like it was like literally within after the interview basically it was like a done deal so literally oh, within wow. hours on the spot. after I'd, after i've been yeah cuz i you know it was pretty it. easy cuz i cuz i'd moved i'd been working for the company so i already knew a lot of stuff and it was kind of a no brainer and for me anyway and they they were kind of off they'd been looking for a long time and offered me the job straight away so i pretty much accepted it and was on uh, you know soon it was really then just came down to all the legal paperwork that had to be handled to get over here as fast as I could. Nice. Yeah, so it was it was a it was fun. I'm not sure my parents still are that happy about it, but it's it's a it's a it was well, their awesome boys move for doing me. good for themselves. That's for yeah. sure. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm, it was a great move. I'm like I say, I'm a, I mean I I uh the company's been unbelievable with me like being able to move across the world and you know, it's it's a great experience, something that not a lot of people get to experience. Dude, it's got to be good if you moved across the world. That's said enough. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. no, say no more. Say no more. And now, be radical, Rutherford. Do you remember who you uh, who interviewed you at Pure Fishing? Andrew was one of them. What? Oh, really? <laughs> Yikes! Did you I hammer him, Andrew? Early. You know, like, I can't even I can't even remember that. <laughs> wow, that was a Monday when, after he first or a Friday, moved here. Or a Friday afternoon, maybe. yeah, and after yeah. he first moved to America. Never mind. Yeah. The, uh, uh, but come on, tell me, Brad. So Andrew was one of them. How was that? 
Yeah, um, it was pretty intimidating because you know who he is, right? You, you've, you've watched him, you know he knows everything, and you try yeah. to you try to show you know a lot, and then when you get there, you realize you said all the wrong things, but you get, they gave you a job anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> and there you are. <laughs> I tried to drop my ESPN, not top 10, but they didn't find that, but I finally they, got the job. So. They, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you used to do like product videos and stuff for Abu and, and, and cool stuff like that too. So you've been, you've been, uh, ha you've had a niche with, uh, with Abu and Berkeley, uh, for quite a while, right? So yeah. Oh, I actually started out in a different role. I started out in the field testing role. So we field tested products for two years. That's what I did. Uh, sent uh, rods and reels out, baits, line, uh, and then got the feedback back and show and told uh, Andrew what I thought of the reels re ready to go or the rod ready to go or not. So there you go. Nice. And, I'll, and put it to test on old Chatoog. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been in, I've been in uh, Columbia murray for seven years now so yeah you, the uh yeah man you love those lakes around there you do I good do brad you're a heck of a stick you're a derber bud you are a freaking derber there's no doubt about it hey who's besides me who's your uh favorite person to work with uh with the <laughs> anglers and who's oh, the worst man. one who's the worst one and who and who's the best one Oh, this is yeah. contentious. Yeah, yeah. No, you see, I like your choice of words too. Thank you, Andrew. I don't think I've ever heard a bad word about John Cox, and um, except when he uh, talked about my, the house I grew up in having uh, ghosts in it. Yes, it molested him. <laughs> yeah, the ghosts in your in but, the attic. Uh, I never had True that story. issue for twenty years of my life. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happened to John. He he <laughs> just yeah, but he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> okay. Some of the best bass fishermen in the world. You're right. He's a pleasure to work with, isn't he? Yeah. He's he really is. He's, <laughs> I mean, easy, easy peasy. That would be a good way to describe the handyman. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what I mean? And who, who's the most difficult? Say it. Say Matt it. Matt can have some days. Robertson can have some days. I love the man to death. Matt but... Robertson. He's a handful, that kid. <laughs> Unreal. I, I have to worry about what he says every second of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought I'd have to worry about what a grown man says as much as Matt does? It's a different. It's a different thing. He's my. He's my illegitimate uh, kin, <laughs> and uh, I don't know how we're related. We are somehow, but uh, <laughs> that's my brother, man. He's a handful. He's something else. He's something else. Uh, and and good good move bringing him on with the ugly stick brand. By the way, real smart. Uh, he does fit obviously very well. Um, he loves the rods, and um, it just goes together, man. It just goes together. Hey, you want to make Matt Matt really mad right now and get back at him, Brad? Um, like make an announcement about something that um Ugly Stick and Berkeley is gonna do for for Matthew Robertson <laughs> that he doesn't know about yet. <laughs> <laughs> there will be thousands and thousands of people that hear this tomorrow. Go on, <laughs> say it, say it. Make an announcement. I'll give you announcement music if you want. <laughs> I don't have anything. No, nothing. <laughs> no, you heard it here first. Nothing in the works for Matthew <laughs> Robertson at Pure Fishing. 
<laughs> I'm sure you got lots in the works for that cat. That's there's yeah. there's no there's no doubt about it. Hey, you want to play word association? Let's play it. Yeah, let's do like a word association. And uh, this is the uh, oh yeah, Ginge, you got you got something worked up, don't you? Okay, the word association. Ah uh, yes, let's play the word association game with uh, Andrew Wheeler and Brad Rutherford from Berkeley Abu Garcia. I'll give you an example, and these are all p- pure fishing word association game deals. First uh, word association, you can give phrases, you can give words, whatever you think of, the first thing that pops in your mind, gentlemen, when you hear these words or phrases. Berkeley trilene. Berkeley trilene. Now, here's Hank an example. First, oh, Hank Parker, like your answer. Beautiful. Okay, you're with this. Okay, examples not needed. Andrew uh, Wheeler. Uh, I would say trusted for sure. Good answer. Mine's not machine at sports shows as a kid. Berkeley Trilene, not machine. <laughs> That's you love that not machine. Uh, Revo, Revo. Andrew Wheeler, word association. I would say uh, just the thing I love. Thing you love. I like your style. Yeah. I like your style. Revo is the reel that changed me. I was with another brand forever. Frames are a big deal to me. When the Revo first came out and it had all the same frames, it's where I went. Threw it out the door. Steve Kish. The old Steve Kish, if you remember him. He's got a first brought me aboard there for, for pure fishing. He worked uh, here in the Chicago area. Anyway, um, uh, here's here's another. Uh, well, go ahead, you you Bradley. Revo beast. Revo beast. You're a freaking beast, Brad. Seen you. Maxent. Andrew. Worm. Oh, flatworm. I'm Brad. Andrew. Maxent. Small mouth. Small mouth. Yeah. Um, spoiled me. I can't use any plastics. If I do use other plastics, I put them in Maxent. That exists. It's you guys are ridiculous, unreal, unreal. Uh, Fritz side. Fritz David side. Fritz. David Fritz. Okay. Andrew Fritz side. Go to. Go to. One of the most revolutionary crankbaits on the planet right now. For real. It's changed me. It's changed, it's changed me. Me. <laughs> yep, me too. Be a cranker. I, I'm. Too yep. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's the word association game with. Uh, Pure fishing. Good job, guys. Good job on it. You know, little uh, little uh, icebreaker before we get into the tough stuff. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, uh, you know how we say on the, uh, or you don't know, Andrew, but I'm going to tell you. We say on the uh, Stray Cast, uh, glorified version of a bass fishing talk show, we say bassin ain't easy. You know what else ain't easy, Andrew? Real designing. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what you mean. <laughs> People are like, oh, he's got the most luxurious job in the world. He just goes into the laboratory and designs reels. It's not all that, is it? It's not like, it's like you're almost like a scientist, bud. Describe the evolution of a fishing reel. What, is he, what do you go through? Uh, it's, a, it's actually a pretty lengthy process, to be honest, um, especially... When you're talking about reels like Xenon spinning that are, you know, have a lot of technology, we've done a lot of stuff with that product. It, it's a, it, takes a, it takes a while. So, you know, it starts really with 
we sit down and with the team and come up with an idea. Like that's where it all starts. It's just, you know, we had like for that reel, really the the core of the idea is we want to make the lightest spinning reel we can. Like that that was kind of the the really the the genesis of the idea. We sat down with uh, our reel team and uh, just said, no, we really want to make the lightest spinning reel we can possibly make. Um, and then from there, you know, we start to think about it and it, the evolution comes out that we start to then, you know, start to think about what features it's going to need to have, you know, what we think it's going to need to be made of, what new technology we're probably going to have to go away and develop, to be honest. And, and uh, you know, when you start to align all that, then you start to think about, okay, what with all of this stuff going on, then you sit down and we, we have to actually then come up with a reel, right? You have to, <laughs> you've got the idea, you've got like roughly what it needs After to be. After you Star like, Wars schematic it out, now you got to Yeah, you kind of, you're kind of like, well, what's this thing actually going to look like? Yeah. So then you have to come up with what we call an industrial design or the design of the reel. And it's honestly, it's like a, it, it's like anything else in terms of that design process. Like I, I look at it a lot like a car design process because it's, it's a relatively technical thing and shape is in, as really important. Um, and I use Xenon as an example. Like the whole point was the lightest weight reel that we could possibly make. So that drove how that reel looks because we sucked all the negative space. When I say negative space out of that reel, like there's when you open it up, there's no empty spaces really in that reel. It's all fitted around the components. So that's why it makes it, it tight looks, too. It has a very tight tolerance type feel for such a yeah. light reel, which is. Different. Yeah. You think it's not going to feel sturdy. You think it's not going to feel like really nice and rigid, and, but you pick it up and fish with it and you're like, this is kind of epic. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it is. And I'm partial yeah. to the high end stuff. I'm not going to lie. Me, t- I, me too. I mean, We've all been spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly on this call. We've all been spoiled. So. <laughs> you know, I but, mean, Andrew, it's quite a process. I mean, it's just not, it's, it's more than, than people might think it's, uh, yeah, it takes a, I would say like as, like as a Xenon project takes, you know, at a minimum two years and sometimes up to four years, depending on like the technology where we're really developing to go into that reel. Like there's new materials, there's new ways we have to process it. And, you know, you can make it, we can make one reel that it like, just one reel that's no problem but you've got to then we got to turn around and make mass produce the reel right and that's right. where that's where it becomes a lot more challenging so yeah it's a lengthy process and you know once you've got the reel then you have to you know we we test it and we lab test it and then we field test it and if that takes you know that that's a six to 12 month process just in itself to make sure you know if something goes wrong we've got to fix it so yeah. it, it how do you really beat them does. up how do you beat them up when you're testing them like what's they, besides uh, anglers <clears throat> um, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of standards shoot that we test. Well, <laughs> not really, not those reels, but, uh, <laughs> we've, uh, we, we, we have a battery of tests that, that all reels have to go through and it depends on what the reel is and what it's designed for, but it's a pretty rigorous battery of tests that, that all of our reels go through. And that, that's just the lab testing. And then from there they go to what we call field testing and that's where, you know, we fish them and it's us, it's pro anglers. It's, we also have a really good group of dedicated um, actual field testers as well who are, you know, not pro guys, but they're su- super avid anglers who are on the water kind of usually three to five days a week. Um, so it's a, you know, we try and give them, when you field test, the goal is to give them two to three years of general fishing in a very short space of time. 
Yeah, beat the so, snot out of the stuff. Yeah, as fast yeah. as we can, beat them up. And, you know, we obviously, Brad field tests for us, I field test for us. You know, we, you've got to experience everything when we, when we run it through that test. And, and uh, yeah, it's a real, real development in particular is a pretty lengthy process. What's new in casting? What's the next latest, greatest casting reel that's going to happen? What's uh, well, we're working. I'm actually they're sitting Look on my break. desk at the moment, which I don't want to oh, say too much about it. Well, just show me real sitting, quick. Just, uh, not just me. Desk. Don't show anybody else that's watching. <laughs> just show me. It'll just be me. Well, we might have to just jump on a on a Zoom call, just you and I, and I can show you. But yeah, we're working on it right now. Brad, there's supposed to be then. one coming to Indiana already. <laughs> <laughs> Hands up. <laughs> but it, but it's a new revolutionary reel that you're working on. Yeah, it's, I am told. it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty slick. You'll probably see it around, uh, you know, Bassmaster Classic next year. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, you mean you mean it'll be introduced to the public? I'll see it after the show. Yeah, is what you mean. Okay, got, got yeah. <laughs> gotcha there. But hey, man, no, I I I'm, I mean I'm not going to kid you. I like the high end Abu Garcia reels currently. I'm using the uh, the Japanese uh, Roxani's, um, yep, and the LX992 racing, which I know that you yeah. have uh, driven around the block and kicked the tires a few times too, Mister Wheeler. You know, yeah, it's a that reel there is a kind of a fun reel to fish with. It's I've been doing a lot with it. You talked about we've talked about Fritz sides. Actually, one of my favorite things is to go burn a Fritz side Junior on that little guy and throw it forever. Yeah, and throw forever, and use <laughs> you, uh, use eight pound, you know, trilene, hundred percent fluorocarbon, and you can wing it. And Look at you getting a, risky. Look at him with the yeah. eight pound Rutherford. Look at uh, him. Never will I ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I kind of like playing with that bait finesse stuff in the from the Japanese guys. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> the, um, I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Um, coming aboard for for Abu Garcia in Berkeley, and 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 it's it's been a weird year, man. It's been a like 2021, in my opinion, has probably been the most historic year in the fishing tackle industry ever. Agree or disagree, Andrew? Yep. Yeah, Brad. Agree or disagree? Very much agree. We've seen supply, demand, product shortage, over products, nobody to ship it. This that. All this kind of stuff. What what what's going on in the industry? Are we? Everyone knows that we've, as avid anglers, we've had to stock up on certain things because that fear factor happens to us. You know, give me all the flatworms, give me all the max hand flatworms now, give me the uh, creature hogs and uh, and uh, and the uh, green pumpkin uh, watermelon. You know what I mean? It's like. What's going on? What's the state of the industry? And who would like to fe- who would like to feel that? I'll take it. Okay. I mean, I think the you know the state of the industry right now is uh, really healthy. I mean, it's there's more anglers in the sport. I mean, I think you see it with just college and high school. All of those young avid anglers are coming up through the ranks. Um, even right down through, there's more probably anglers just getting into the sport. You know, people. There wasn't a lot to do. Not a lot of people were traveling. They were looking for other forms of entertainment. And I think fishing was one of the forms of entertainment, along with a lot of other outdoor activities that people decided to get into. But outside of that, like I said, the, the young anglers, are, even before like all of the, all the things going on with COVID, like, that was really starting to gain a lot of steam. And you know, it's just, just so many young anglers coming into the sport and so many avid anglers that 
you know, that you, you talk about these really popular products. Yeah, I mean, also the, the fact is that these products are winning tournaments and these young anglers and all the anglers are seeing like, damn, I, I need to get a hold of some of this Maxent stuff because it legitimately is Justin Lucas is winning tournaments on it. You know, that's, that's what it comes down to. No, I, I get that too. And I mean, and, and let's face it, it's not like a Abu Garcia has been affected. Berkeley's been affected. All the major players have been affected by the supply and demand issue in the industry. Plain and simple, why was the product not there in the industry? Was it not being manufactured? Was it manufactured and not being able to be shipped? Like, what was this universal global problem in your eyes, Andrew? You've been around a long time. Uh, I think it's um, a lot more new anglers coming in, and I think there's just more people buying more More product. people buying the product is, yep. is, the, is what happened. Yep. So there was just the same amount of products being manufactured. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> Interesting. Interesting. Yet the And, you know, I think we all try and react to that. You know, it's a... Obviously, if there's more people coming in and, and trying to buy products and, you know, everyone's trying to make more products. But, you know, it's, it takes a while for demand and supply to catch up to each other. Sure. I, I got it. Brad, it looked like you want to say something. What do you want to say? Yeah, I mean, we see it in our everyday life, right? It's just uh, it's a changing world and people wanted stuff and they have thousands of rolls of toilet paper right next to their thousand <laughs> bags of flatworms. So that's uh, – <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, and I think <laughs> very yeah, good analogy. See, yeah, you see it in the boat. I think the boat industry is exactly the same. You see, I don't know. How, I'm sure you see it on your lakes up there. We see it on our lakes down here. I've never seen so many new boats. It's whether crazy. it's a bass boat, whether it's a pontoon boat, or whether it's a wakeboarding boat, there's a lot of brand new boats out on the water at the moment. So it might be a misconception, Andrew. That the problem that, or let's say problem, quote unquote problem, that happened in the fishing tackle industry in 2021 was purely because of increased demand. Yeah, I think that kind of sets the stage for, particularly starting 2020 into 2021, I think increased demand is kind of the, the one thing that's really kicked the whole the whole thing into overdrive for sure. Gotcha. Are you guys ready? Is is pure fishing? Is Abu Garcia? Is Berkeley ready for 2022? We're always trying to get as ready as we possibly can be. Close, closer every day. Closer yep. every day. So we're going to see more products trickling in. Is that a correct statement? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Each day. Yeah. I see it. I see it. It's happening. You guys are awesome. You know that, right? <laughs> You guys are doing a great job. You're doing a good job, man. Hey, um, let's uh, let's um, let's get a bite to eat somewhere and get the heck out of here. What do you guys say? What kind of restaurant you want to go to? I got to talk to you guys in private. What uh, kind of restaurant you guys want to go to? It's on me, right now. Sushi. What's that? Sushi. Ooh, sushi. Okay, that's some elegant dining. You got you got elegant dining. Let's go elegant. Let's go to a fancy Manhattan sushi restaurant right now where the fish is not fresh at all. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, hey uh, gargoyle. Yeah, more raw oysters right away. And uh, we're bringing in, I'm bringing in my two buddies. And Seabass over there is paying for everything. <laughs> Let's bring these guys in. 
Hey, uh, I want to get to know you guys a little bit. Ask you a couple questions about you. About you guys. All right? Yeah. Wheeler, what would you be doing if you weren't at Pure Fishing? What would you be doing, man? I'd probably be doing what I was trained in, which was, uh, I'd probably... I'm Martial gonna... arts and bounty hunting. Awesome. Cool, Andrew. <laughs> I think maybe you should have done that. Dang it. Yeah, I'd, 100%. How about you, Brad? What would you be doing if you weren't at Pure Fishing? Uh, secret agent. Wow, Brad. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you should have been a secret agent after all. I might be. Okay, I'm, that's the last of the questions I'm answering for you guys. <laughs> Uh, hey, what's your dream car, Andrew? Uh, great question, actually. Um, I would say a McLaren 720S. Oh, that's freaking kind. <laughs> You're a bougie MF. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. you, 100%. 100%. How about you, Rutherford? What's your, uh, what's your choice of uh, whip, if you could have it? I'd have an F-150, a new one. A new F-150, if you could choose any vehicle. Wow, yeah. I gotta have something to pull the boat, man. You're murking. I don't like, I don't like your style, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, uh, what's your jam, Wheeler? Like, what gets you pumped up? What's your deal? Oh. Like, your your what's your jam, man? I mean, I just I love catching big bass. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's it's a generic answer, but damn, I love catching oh, big, big fish. Ba any, big bass are awesome. How about music wise? That's, what's your jam music oh. wise? What would go with the big bass? I like black what? metal. Who? He does. Every morning, like, if you're the first one there, you can hear it across the office. Wait, I missed it. What did you say? I liked black metal. Black metal? Yeah. Like death metal? Yeah, like death metal. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude, while wow, you're a rager. Holy, he's dangerous, Ginge. <laughs> Wheeler's dangerous, bro. Holy cow. Had him pegged wrong the whole time. Is it... <laughs> So do you do like, so is it like the death metal, like, or is it, yeah! Like, no, the first one. Okay, gotcha. Okay. The first oh, one. Wow, you're a dangerous cat. You sure are. Yeah, I love it. You sure are. What about you, Rutherford? What's your uh, jam musically these days? Bluegrass. Bluegrass, like my bo uh, Billy Strang. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, Billy's freaking awesome. The, uh, what's a movie that uh, could describe your life, Andrew Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say hey, it. You have to say it. What's that? Crocodile Dundee. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's not a knife. These. How about you, Rutherford? Uh, Ricky Bobby, maybe. Oh gosh! <laughs> wow. What are you? Are you? Sh are one? you? Which one are you? Are you Cal Ricky Bobby? Bobby? Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, Wheeler, who's the first uh, celebrity woman ever in your spank bank? Like the first girl that did it for you. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. Um, maybe Kim Basinger? Oh, wow. Look at you. Wow. Andrew Wheeler. I like your style again. How about you, Rutherford? How about you? That's a long time ago. Man. Well, I know you're a happily married man. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone has that first. I'm a '90s kid, so probably Christina Aguilera. Oh, you, yeah, you're dirty. I see you. See you. See you, Rutherford. What's your favorite Abu Garcia combo? Andrew Wheeler, rod and reel combo, most versatile thing, most versatile combo 
that Abu Garcia has, in your opinion? Go high end. Go bouge. Do it. Uh, Versatile. You got to be able most, to do multiple my, things. Yep. I'm going to say uh, seven foot medium spinning um, Xenon rod. Okay. With a with a thirty size Xenon spinning reel. Okay. You're going. And you uh, can do. You can do everything with that thing. You're going uh, buggy whip. You're going the yep. uh, the old uh, egg beater spin rocket. Yep. What about you, Rutherford? The ideal. Medium heavy winch Veritas with a Revo winch, twelve pound fluorocarbon, uh, Berkeley Fritz side five Ghost Morning Dawn. <laughs> going to town. So yes, on the old Dave Thomas Fritz side five. <laughs> I I like it. I like it. Hey, um, all right. Uh, I'm gonna interview you guys now. Uh, as far as a job interview, and we're closing the show with the job interview. Um. This is these are uh, questions directly from uh, my buddy David, who works for Pure Fishing. You know Dave, right, Brad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Andrew knows Dave. Dave. Dave's the one that got me into the industry when I was a little kid. Dave Baltai. So you guys can thank him for this nonsense. <laughs> this is really not from Dave. True story I just made up. The other part's true. Questions are not from Dave. The <laughs> disclaimer from my attorney. <laughs> anyway, who's that? Hey, um, Andrew, uh, we'd really like to bring you aboard here at Pure Fishing. But uh, first, uh, I would like to know, what is your personal mission statement as an individual? What is your personal mission statement as an individual, Mr. Andrew Wheeler? Have fun. Have fun. I can't hire you Have with fun, that. Have fun, baby. Sorry, I can't hire you with that. Need somebody more responsible. Uh, how about you, uh, Mr. Rutherford? Uh, your personal mission statement for pure fishing. We'll keep your resume on file, Andrew, by the way. Uh, uh, Brad? Bradley? Oh, man. Do you go ahead, Bradley or Brad? Oh, I'm a Brad guy. Okay, Brad. Just checking. Um, let's... Um... Let's get it done. Not good enough. You got to think better on the spot to be an employee of Pure Fishing. Sorry. Um, I'll give you guys um, I gave you guys uh, one more chance to redeem yourselves and get a job at Pure Fishing. Andrew, what could you do to improve the bass fishing galaxy through your works at Pure Fishing? Design a reel that uh, anybody can use really easily. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to accept that and put that into consideration. Uh, Brad Rutherford, how about you? Same question. Repeat the question. Uh, no, you lost. Sorry. Uh, Brad, unfortunately, <laughs> you we can't hire you at this time. Uh, Andrew Wheeler, uh, we're taking you into consideration and... Uh, no matter what, you're both real bang-up gentlemen who get some wood on the ball most all the time. You know what I mean. Thank you, Andrew Wheeler. Thank you, Brad Rutherford. And thank you, Berkeley and Abu Garcia, for your support of the, of the Stray Cast show. I, I had a great time, bud, with, with both of you guys. On to the next. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do this again, okay, if, if they let us. I love it, Pat. We'll do it again. Did I do okay? Did I did I keep did I did I keep to the uh, to the to the deal? I know I know that the, that the guys at Pure Fishing were a little nervous about you guys coming on here tonight. Did I do okay? 
I think you crushed it. Okay, thanks. Just wanted to make sure I didn't say anything that I shouldn't have said and put my hoof in my mouth. My, I have a <laughs> hoof, hoof, hoof and mouth disease, or whatever they say. Foot and hoof. Hoof and faff and hasparilla. Hey. You guys, I'll see you soon. Um, Andrew, I'll talk to you. You got about seven or eight hours for me tomorrow, Andrew? Or can you get that in, conference call? <laughs> yeah, we'll we, can, we can slide you in. We'll talk real I got about two and a half, three seconds. We can fit you in somehow. Cool. We'll practice karate together and stuff <laughs> yeah. and do all yeah. kinds of stuff. You can go for a run with me, too. It'll be fun. Hey, <laughs> that all right. sounds, uh, <laughs> sounds amazing. Bass Galaxy, give it up for Andrew Wheeler and Brad Rutherford. That is right. That is right. Peace, gentlemen. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you gentlemen. very much. There it is. Hey, y'all. Yeah, Bass and Galaxy. <laughs> See you, Bass and Galaxy. There it is, right there. Hey, uh, uh, put the uh, power poles down. It's time for a forum when we get back. Uh, we have uh, Pete from Omnia. We got Connor from Outcast. And we got old Booms from Alpha and Patterson from Sims. Get your questions ready. The Ginger Ninja is going to field them to the forum. Don't go anywhere. Coming back. Prizes and fun and good times forever. Be right back. Step up your game. It has been said that professionals are only as good as the tools they work with. And Alpha Angler has developed the ultimate set of tools for you, the competitive angler. Alpha Angler Custom Rods, brought to fruition by the passion of Master Craftsman Jake Boomer and 2017 BASS Angler of the Year Brandon Palinick. Alpha Angler Rods are custom made in the USA, designed and engineered to be perfect. Alpha Angler utilizes a very unconventional approach to making the very best bass rods, from drop shotting to flipping. Alpha Angler's focus is on building perfectly balanced tournament grade bass rods at an affordable price. Join the Alphalusion today and purchase direct at alphaangler.com. Step up your game, alphaangler.com. And now, breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Stray Cast Forum. We have assembled a group of inspirers in the fishing tackle industry. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Connor Summers from Outcast Tackle. Welcome Patterson Leith from Sims Fishing. Welcome Pete Prispiora from Omnia Fishing. And welcome the legendary Jake Boomer. From Alpha Angler. Bass Fishing <laughs> Galaxy, we give you, for the first time ever, the Fishing Industry Tackle Update Forum News Extravaganza Palooza Show! Yeah! What the hell that was? Heck yes! Heck yes, guys! What up? What's going on? It's you, Patterson. You cold? Yeah, I'm in the basement and uh, fall, fall setting in. My wife's like pretty picky with the thermostat, so I got you. I, I'm in. I'm in the attic. My uh, and and my mom brings up tater tots to the attic. I, 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 hope, I hope your wife brings tater tots to the basement for you. 
And, and welcome does. to the Stray Cast Show for the first time ever from Sims Fishing, Patterson Lee. Yeah. That's right. Excited about this kid. Tell you. Tell you. Normally, normally I'm behind screens, so you know. Yes. I'm, I'm nervous about being out out in the face of the public here. You you look amazing. Hair and makeup did you well. Thanks. It did it did you well. Um, he is a um bass fishing gentle giant. He he walks tall and carries a gigantic flipping stick. He's from Outcast Tackle, and his name is Connor Summers. Welcome to the there Straight Cast Show, Connor. There he is. Yeah, bud. This is the industry. How we doing? We're doing good. I- I'm happy you're here. Happy you're here. Welcome to the Fish and Tackle Industry Forum. Uh, Thank you. A success story that may match no other in the back. Connor, Connor, are you in an octagon beating people's asses right now? What's going on <laughs> behind you there? Uh, that is uh, my wife's wine rack. Oh, gotcha. All right. <laughs> it's the octagon. You're not, you're, not, you're not doing it right. It's supposed to be full. <laughs> I know. It's like literally empty. So. Hey, it's been a busy <laughs> lockdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> they went through the rack. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, from Alpha Angler Fishing and NPFL Derber Pro Extraordinaire, give it up for Jake Boomer. Yeah. Oh, Boomsy. No stranger to the Stray Cash Show. Nope. And old is right. I'm feeling older every day. <laughs> you look very good. And, well, and of course, uh, the gentleman uh, who is going to kind of act as my, my co-host and, uh, and moderator, if anyone gets out of hand, like especially yeah. Patterson or Connor, I see they look like trouble. So, uh, <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Um, the, uh, the OG from, uh, from Omnia Fishing is Pete Prispiora, Polish Pete. You may know him as. Thanks for having me. You may know him as. And, uh, glad you're here, Pete. Your, Thanks, buddy. Your, your your recent segments on Straycasts are, it's like it's like some some of you may know this, but it's like the Eagles had a song that uh, Joe Walsh was singing, and it's like they write me letters and tell me Don's great. Well, all I get is messages now about how great uh, Pete is. I'm sick of it. <laughs> well, thank you. That's nice. I, don't, I wish some of them would send me those messages, but yeah, that's cool. Glad they're sending. No, they love. Hey. People love fishing. Duh. Yeah. People oh, yeah. love what they use to fish with, and that's tackle. And all of you guys are part of that industry. Uh, Connor, you you have a, a, a jig and, and and miscellaneous company, um, Outcast, and 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 Patterson. You work for a rather large company, Sims Fishing. Uh, uh, Peter, you are the purchasing agent basically the strong armor uh <laughs> merchandising guy uh for omnia fishing an e-commerce store an online store and jake boomer you are not only a bass head tournament fisherman uh you've worked in the outdoor industry for buck knives and you now are cre- pl- present co-owner of alpha angler fishing with brandon palinick correct Yes, there you, very true. There you go. So here is our panel, and if you would like to get questions together for the for the panel, please please do, please do. You guys feeling okay? Absolutely. Okay. Great. Okay. Good. And Pete, yep. they, they get out of line. Pete, you uh, you know, d- d- basically snap them into place. Snap them into I, place. 
How did Connor not get that job? How did yeah, I have that? I was going to ask that job? question. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I, see, well, Connor, Connor is like the bouncer. If like, yeah. so usually the bartender yeah. says something first and they're yeah. like, look, bud, you got one more chance. Are you see the guy over there? It's going to knock the snot out. <laughs> That's Connor. So yeah, you're right, Pete. You're, gotcha. you're, you're exactly right. So speaking of Connor, Connor, did you, did you want to be a bass pro when you were a young kid? Did you want to be a bass fishing pro? Oh, hundred percent. Without a doubt. Okay. Um, yeah, of course I did. Gotcha. Uh, okay. I idolized, I idolized all those guys, and um, life's weird, and it puts you in places that uh, you didn't think you'd ever be. And I personally, right now, I love where I'm at. Um, what I love to fish for a living, <laughs> you know, the traveling part of it, I think is. Is not for me, uh, but everything else is. I mean, being cool and catching bass all day and making money and that that part I could do. You ended up uh, with a <clears throat> with a, a bait company, a jig company, a tackle company, a terminal tackle company. Is would you trade it? Would you trade that to be a pro? No. Okay. No. Nope. You're cool. You're no, I'm good where I'm at. Okay. I like I like what I do. I like what I work with. I like to be able to um, be in the industry because um, it's it's not the easiest thing to get into in the world. So I'm just I'm happy to be here. Yeah, you, if if you can make it into this niche industry at, at any level, it's a success, in my opinion. Patterson, how about you, mm -hmm. bud? What was where did where did this? Uh, you know, there are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on, and you chose this path. What yeah, I, uh, man, I, I had one of those like sweet, uh, tan short sleeve fishing shirts where I would go to Bass Pro Shops and I would like adhere <laughs> all the patches to it. So yeah. I had like, I had like the old, uh, man patch. Yes, and, like, the man. Like, and Stren and, uh, all that. Um, yeah, but, uh, no, I actually, um, there was a little river behind my place and I was an only child and my parents kind of gave me a rod and said, go do your thing. Um, but I didn't really get into having like a, a big boat, you know, most of my stuff was pretty river, uh, specific and, uh, up until, um, kind of prior to, uh, FLW. And so then that's kind of where I like, you know, so I was very in tune with, uh, professional bass fishing at all times, but I never, I necessarily didn't ever think that like I could do it as a. I think the I think the reality for kids now that it's an outlet that you can actually pursue versus when we were kids is totally different, right? Like, yeah. You, and the acceptance level of like, I mean, I almost convinced my parents to let me be a fishing guide. But <laughs> if I, I would have been like, if I would have been like, hey, I'm gonna fish professionally on the you know FLW circuit or something, they would be like, I'm sorry, what? You know, uh, <laughs> what is that? Where, where now it's like, <laughs> sure, we'll buy you a truck and a boat, do this thing, live your dream, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, so you've always had, had aspirations then, and you kind of ended up at Sims. I, I, how did that path take place? Like, okay, I love fishing. Now I'm at Sims. Dude, it, it's a weird story. It starts at uh, working at a boat dock on uh, Table Rock Lake, 
and they used to do all the ranger boat shows. And so I, all of a sudden I was kind of like around all these anglers, went off to school, uh, whatever, and uh, ended up fast forward, get a job at uh, FLW because I was actually in the boat business working, um, doing some agency work for um, like boat brochures. Like basically if you've probably all held a boat brochure where I sat there and went over every single number and wow. uh, in, in the booklet to make sure it was correct. Uh, the, the, that got me connected to the Blake family, which was, uh, Erwin Jacobs daughter-in-law Trish. And, uh, okay. so they actually hired me to come over to FLW. And then, uh, one day I was walking the floor of ICAST and a dude that used to work at Costa had just gotten a job at Sims. And I walked up to him and was like, Hey man, congrats on the new gig. I've always wanted to work there. And he's like, really? Well, we're hiring. And I was like, for what? And he's like, oh, <laughs> uh, you know, like a bass, bass community leader. And I was like, oh, uh, well, can we talk? And he's like, yeah. And then like three months later, I was, I was hired. So I'm your so, guy. You said, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but if you ever walk by someone at a show that you are nervous about talking to, Go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moral of the story. Moral of the story. Hey, Connor, I didn't a- ask you what. How many years has Outcast been in business? Ah. Uh oh, trick question. <laughs> well, it is. We're we're around. We're, we're next year. It's going to be twenty years. Wow! Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Long time, Minnesota yeah. company. Real good, yep. yeah. Bass Galaxy, give it up. Thanks, Patterson. That's a that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah, Patterson. It's, how about uh, Sims? Oh, so, sorry. I'll get. We're gonna go back on that. How Patterson? How many years has Sims been? Uh, forty years. Yikes! But see, I don't have anything to do with that. Whereas, like Connor has. You know, <laughs> 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 so, how long have you so, been with Sims? <laughs> Uh, four. Four years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but yeah. what? So, so far, let's do this. Then let's take the Connor. You've been at Outcast for twenty years. You've been around it. No, not twenty. Uh, I would 40. say I've been in it. But yeah, it feels like it. Uh, twelve. <laughs> twelve years. Uh, twelve. Okay, so twelve for Connor, <clears throat> seven for Patterson in the industry, right? Or in at Sims. Uh, so you said seven? Four, four years four. at Sims. Oh, so then, seven uh, minus like, three is four. Thanks for keeping an like, eye on me. <laughs> yeah. and, and then like four years at FLW before okay, that. Okay, so, so eight years industry experience. Seven and a half. 7.3. Yeah. Uh, yep. probably, <laughs> probably two for all the times I've remembered everything. Yeah. <laughs> so 19 years of experience so far. Uh, Jake Boomer. You, uh, you've been at this forever. I know dang well you've been a bass head most of your life. And what? Uh, no, no. I don't know. You, feel, you seem like it. Whatever. You're going to say something. but Well, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't have the dream story. Like, some, like I just watched a video with Ot Defoe where you know, somebody took him to a classic when he was a kid. I, I don't have any of those stories. I hated it. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> wow. I'm afraid because every video I watch of a guy that's won the classic that's that's made it as a pro is like, I remember when my dad took me to the classic when I was 11. I don't I don't have that story. I hated fishing, but fishing back when I was like younger was dad would take us and we'd sit on a bucket over the ice and I have a type A personality and it wouldn't go well. I'd be 
doing something dumb, throwing rocks. At I can't ice fish either. I'm way too antsy. Yeah. I get, I get, yeah, I get out of hand. So yeah, I don't, I don't have that cool story. And I hope that that doesn't mean like somewhere down the road, I can't win a major championship or something. No, that does not mean. I, that. Well, what I talk about when it was over, I'm not going to have that. You know, there, my dad took me to the classic and I said, one day, I don't have that story actually. Remember Michael Jackson did not, or, or Michael Jordan. Uh, did not uh, win a Super Bowl till he was 49. Remember also, that? I'm not entirely sure how many of those stories are actually true. I think, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think a lot of them, they're like, this has always been my dream. It's like, oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so you're, you're saying I can make one up because I'll get started if that's the truth. Because I don't think I'll get it. Like, I can win a big event. I won't get any media coverage. I've got no good story. Jake, on straight, yeah. on straight cast. Out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Patterson. On straight cast, we call it true stories that we just made up. That's that's mm. how it is. So, But, Jake, your path ended up, like, here. First buck knives, right? First mm-hmm. buck. Was that your first experience in the industry? That was your cherry popping? That was the outdoor industry, for sure. I w- I've always been in manufacturing, but um, I think it, it was in – um, 07 sounds right. Okay. Make it up as we go. I started working for buck and it, um, that was kind of the lead into the outdoor experience, but I always had manufacturing experience. And, and alpha has um, been how long? Uh, alpha was officially formed in 2011, 2011. Okay. but it was mostly just, uh, an LLC to bury, uh, tournament expenses. Aha. You're one of those Derbers. My gotcha. You got to do what you got. Not from IRS, but fasting ain't easy. No, I know what you mean. You got to supplement the dang derby habit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's face it. Just winning ain't Mm -hmm. easy. Winning ain't everything. I mean, or no, winning is everything, but winning ain't easy. And a lot of us don't win. So we end up at different places in the fish and tackle industry. At least. (laughs) 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 But Jake, you do. You had a great first season, in my opinion, on the NPFL. um, Thank you. Managing to uh, run a company as well. And, and, And good deal with that, dude. So we're at 12 years experience with Connor. Seven years with Patterson in 14 years with Jake Boomer, which brings us to Polish Pete. Now, the old bastard, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> D-O-B. <laughs> the, uh, so, uh, Pete, you, you've been at this a minute, as you yeah. said. Yeah, and, yeah. And, especially feels like it right now, for sure. Yeah, and you kind of have <clears> given <throat> your story here on the Stray Cast show before, but for sure. and, and you have always had aspirations to kind of want to do this too, haven't you? Yeah. I, I think the industry was something that I got into early twenties uh, up until that similar to boomer. I, I grew up in upstate New York and didn't grow up in the outdoors much. I had an uncle that took me fishing a little bit. And I liked it, but I never thought there was jobs in it or tournament fishing or anything like that. associated with it. When I moved to Minnesota, uh, I had some friends that got me into fishing for walleyes and I started getting obsessed with the Linder media is actually what got me into it. FLPS buddy. Yeah. Started watching all the DVDs and, and buying all the books Al Linder wrote and Jimmy Linder and all them. And, uh, that that's kind of always what I wanted to do is do something like they did more than be a tournament angler. I, I like it. And you, and you did, you started with Daiwa. Uh, no, I started actually my wife, uh, we were dating, we weren't married at the time. She 
uh, Cabela's in Rogers, Minnesota was being built. So they had a trailer up offering jobs and my wife drove <laughs> by it, got me an application. Well, you said, work, you should, didn't she? You dead she said, go get a part-time job here. And I, I had a pretty decent job working with a guy doing some, uh, countertop installation. I was making good money for my age and I, but I worked part-time at Cabela's and met a bunch of absolute nut job fish heads that all work in the industry in some form or fashion now. Um, but we all got together there and that's how I met Seth. That's how I met a lot of my friends and, uh, never looked back. I decided about a year or two into that, that I didn't care how much money I was going to make. I wasn't going to do anything else, but work in the fishing industry. I like it. And, and, and you said something that's very important, um, in no matter what anyone does in life. And this is my opinion. Um, no matter what you were going to work in the fishing industry. Yeah. No matter what, you are going to work in the fishing industry. Yes, sir. And you all have may have said that to yourselves at one time, with the exception of Boomer. You're like a unicorn or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's important. That pe- that if you put your mindset and give total dedication to no matter what it is, I believe people can achieve that. Do, do you do you agree or disagree with that, Pete? hundred percent. No, it's, uh, I did not have a background that should have put me in this position whatsoever. It was strictly, uh, just a drive to get it done. And I, I get asked all the time, probably about half as much as Seth gets asked, but, uh, how do I get in the industry or parents of kids reach out to me and say, how do I get my kid in the industry? And it's the most boring, terrible answer. It's like a tournament angler always telling a kid, get on the water as much as you can spend and fish. some time they, on the water. They hear, they hear that all the time and they don't want to hear that. They want some secret answer, but that's the truth. It's the same thing. Well, you see, you got to get your Evan rude outboard. See, and yeah, uh, yeah. it's going to get you to the fish. Shower. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. But it, but in the fishing industry, <laughs> it's to me, it was, and I still see it today and I see it hurts a lot of young guys that want to get in it. It's availability. Don't say no to going and doing anything you can go do. Get it, go to a show and work in a booth. None of us guys want to do that anymore. You get burnt out and you don't want to. If you got some kid standing there that's busting his butt, running around, talking to everybody, doing the job, shaking hands, getting to know everybody, you're going to want to elevate that kid as fast as you can. And, and I say that to these kids all the time. And it's amazing how few and far between it comes. And so when I say that, it sounds like it's simple and it, and it sounds like anybody could go do it. It's not. Uh, get it be available, go, go carry camera equipment around on a photo shoot, go do all that stuff and, and get to know everybody and meet everybody. Because just like Patterson said, he was walking around at a show and runs into another person in the industry that he knew that had an opportunity for him. And that all came because he stuck his head in the ring, you know, stuck his hat in the ring and got to know people. And this is a small industry. And if you get a good reputation for yourself and you work hard, you'll get, you'll land somewhere. You will. It's just got to get to know people and get, get the job done. Well said. When the, when the, when the parents of uh, kids email me, I write them back and say, first step, have your kid email me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response. Like, you ain't helping him at all. And, yeah, I'm sure. not, and I'm not interested because I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, is that the truth. I'm stealing that one tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and again, that's perfect. You know, that, that fits into it, Patterson, because think about it. All of you guys, 
if you didn't make that leap of total yeah. dedication, you wouldn't be where you are today. You have to yeah. make the leap, don't you? You do. You do. Yeah. Check your ego at the door too, because there's always a better angler or someone that knows more about something than you do. And I think that that goes a really long way. Like I've interacted with every single person on this call at some point across yeah. the career, uh, across my career, sit across from Connor at trade shows. Uh, you know, like um, I think we, I think we crossed paths. Did you? You worked with Bob George, right, at Buck Knives? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you and I've been in the same booth together at a forest. <laughs> yes, forest we have. Yeah, forest yeah. wood cup of forest. So, I mean, yeah. the one common denominator outside the fishing industry is all three of us have said what up. You know, walking through yeah, the aisles sure. at some show. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think people, yeah, for sure. I actually sent Hoyer, who's a Berkeley Abu walleye muskie angler. I sent him a text. He's one of our sponsored anglers. And I was going through my phone looking uh, for for a photo and I stumbled on the Northwest sports show and there's this photo of Hoyer and he's just like completely covered in bags. And he's got like <laughs> and all these carts in front of him. And sports I show hero. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And I took a photo and, said it, and uh, I sent it to him. Like it was like four years ago. And I said, thanks for always helping. And uh, his response was hashtag, hashtag one trip. And that was always our motto. You can also get lots of cool free stuff too. Like if someone's helping me at a show, I'm like, what size shoes are you? They're like, I'm a 10. I'm like, here's a pair of boots, buddy. Thanks for yeah. carrying the boxes. You know, for so, sure. that's true. <laughs> one that's trip, idea. total yeah, dedication. Yeah. That's, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's one trip. <laughs> hey, did you guys watch any of the stuff uh, uh, with uh, the guys from Abu and Berkeley before this? Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. So we've been experiencing um, things in the fishing industry like shortages and like shortages and like shortages, and yeah. um, and it's been hard on um, on people that work for. For businesses in the tackle industry as well as tackle business owners, um, what do you think about that? That the is is that is that your opinion as well? I'll ask you first, Patterson. That just the increase in demand was pretty much a left hook that the industry might not have been prepared for. Is that kind of what the problem is to you as well, Patterson? Ooh, I mean, how long is this podcast? Um, <laughs> I, I think I think if, if you, there's actually some really awesome podcasts on um, on the New York Times about the global supply chain, but basically everyone got super scared about um, what COVID was going to do to their respective businesses, and so a lot of people scaled back manufacturing, uh, not knowing what the what the global market was going to look like, and then. Um, all of a sudden there was this massive increase in demand, whether it would be in painting a room or a bed or whatever. And uh, yeah, the uh, basically the, uh, the supply containers got all screwed up and then uh, manufacturing was trying to ramp up and there's shortages of, you know, for us, we, we do manufacture some waiters in the United States, um, which is something we've been doing uh, for a long time, but there's other things like zippers there's been a YKK zipper across the world. So every manufacturer that uses the plastic YKK zipper. And then what you don't realize is it's not actually the zipper, it's the plastic. And then you start to span out from that and realize how many pieces of, of whatever you use on a daily basis uses that exact same plastic. 
And it just is, uh, you know, yeah, it's been a, it, but it, it's, it, you know, it's going to be, I think it's content and these guys can agree or disagree, but, you know, I think it's probably going to be tough to like be able to always get what you want for a little bit. Um, but it's going to, it's going to catch back up for sure. But there's a lot of variables that, and, and honestly, fishing has just grown exponentially, you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy how, how much the industry grew in that exact same time frame. So it just, it just was a big multiplier of, of what the whole world is experiencing for sure. Big compound. Yeah. Wow. Very, I could tell you uh, have listened to a few analytical yeah. podcasts. Yeah. Mr. Dude, Mr. It's, Leaf. It's, it's every day of your life though. And I know all these guys know that is that oh, yeah. a shipment's supposed to show up and it doesn't. So whether it's us, the manufacturer, not getting it to the supplier and then the customer being upset that it's not there or not being able to get X, Y, or Z, you know, it's, it's, uh, if you're if you're selling anything in the in the world right now, it's your everyday for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boomer, how did it affect Alpha this year with everything that Patterson just <laughs> talked about? Well, um, I, Patterson's very intelligent answer. It's hard to piggyback on that, but <laughs> I, I'll give you this example. I sat in uh, I sat in the managers meeting at Buck when the first COVID shutdown happened when they announced the shutdown. And um, the whole, you know, the whole thing was, are we going to be able to keep the business running? Right. And, and granted, you know, Buck has a lot of imported stuff, but it has a lot of domestic things you need, like steel and things like that. Same kind of thing with Alpha, right? We order a lot of our components and our blanks are made. But I remember in that conversation, we didn't know if we'd make it two months. Two days later, all the major retailers canceled every open order. So, like, there was this massive wow. knee-jerk reaction and what does a manufacturer do when every order is canceled? They they then turn around and look at their steel vendors and shut down the $2 million worth of steel that's on its way. And that had a, you know, like a train that just hit a brick wall, right? Every car behind it is now smashed. Everybody's fallen out into the dirt and nobody has a job. Or I think that's kind of what we feel like we're dealing with. Like, I, I kind of believe that there's a, a kick in the demand, but I don't. It's like Patterson's right. You're missing one thing. The plastic industry is missing plastisol. You can't get a hold of it, right? Um, you know, there's other things that are missing that are hard to get a hold of. That's just like that one or two things. One of them catches up and it slows everybody else down. Like that dang car chip thing we always hear about, right? The yeah, it's one, it's, it's one goofy thing that the knee jerk was a bit, was more painful than the rest of them is what I, the way I look at it. Gotcha. Um, but to talk about Alpha and to let the world know, I have a business partner in my father who... Um, he retired. I told the story a million times, but it needs to be told again because he's a genius. Pops yeah, is Pops a genius. Yeah, is a genius. Um, he That's retired, cool. and I love this story because he retired and he worked. He came home for two weeks, his first day of retirement, and within two weeks, he painted the house twice and he was working <laughs> on a dish. My mom, my mom was like, uh-uh. "It sounds no, like my pop." No. So about six months into me deciding if I wanted to really go national with Alpha. Um, I've got my dad, who's this next level genius, and he's, I think he was working in the shipping department at North 40 so that mom wouldn't kick him out, you know? So I hired dad and he's a logistics genius. And um, he really navigated what we're doing really well. So Alpha Alpha did pretty good through this. We were able to work with multiple, I mean, anything import is always going to be tough. Fuji was, yeah. Fuji had a really tough time. Um, but we we spent about a year trying to really bring things uh, domestic, not because we don't care about imported stuff, but just, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see like a, a domestic guide company, company domestically making guides just so that we could 
put some of our innovations in them and probably keep them a little bit closer to home. Not because I don't like what's available. There's some amazing things available, but we were able to go to, and we're really blessed because we live like, I don't know. I think I drove to Woodland, Washington in five hours. I can actually go to like the epicenter of some of the rod building. Yeah. Stuff. So we were you able know, to really work with some of those type guys. Loomis area. Yes. I stayed in a hotel and I looked out the window and saw the llama glass sign. And it, they've been around for 75 years. That's crazy. That's just kind of a cool thing. I used to build on those. I know. I know. The old, old Dudley, old Dudley, Dudley was sponsored by him for a while. I remember he was. Llama glass. Yeah. 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 He had a purple rod. I think. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Llama glass. A lot of people don't know, but a lot of the brands like even like 10 or 11 years ago, piggybacked off of llama glasses production, like yeah. Dobbins rods, his first, his first two or three series were um, all built or at least on their blanks from llama glass before he yeah. got big and, and, and was able to resource to other things. But llama glass really started a lot of companies. Dude, yeah. I, it, and it's uh, funny because in the hotel in, in uh, sorry to interrupt you. But no, go in the hotel in Woodland, Washington. You literally are less than a half a mile away from G. Loomis, North Fork Composites, Llama Gloss, you know, Patriot Composites. Like the this like little tiny, never left the world genius pile of rod builders. Little rod. I just hub. drove in a circle. I just drove in a circle that morning and looked at how many parking cars were in each parking lot. There's, there's a bunch of good fly rods out there too. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know this is a Bassin podcast, but that mm, that's like, okay. That's a, yeah, that's a that's a it's an epicenter for sure. You know, there's some history there. It is like it's like the Detroit to cars. You know, it's like with that that is to woodland is to rods. There's no. No, and like somebody out of each company married somebody else's. <laughs> like you know, oh yeah, he he married this person's niece, <laughs> and like everybody knows everybody. And that's there's, funny. There's, yeah, a lot of knowledge in there. You know? Just like the Bassin industry, everybody knows yeah. everybody. everybody. Hey, hey Connor, did you uh, did at Outcast? What would you consider Outcast? A medium size, large size, medium, medium large? What do you <laughs> what do you what do you consider the size of Outcast? Uh, we're we're a medium sized company, I think. Okay. Um, we got yeah. Did you get scared I'll, this yeah, year? Did you get scared this year being no. a medium-sized company, Connor? No. No fear. Our, our, our growth has been unbelievable. You breed uh, elite anglers, by the way. It's like... Uh, I know. Congratulations to Josh Douglas, by the way. Congratulations, Josh. Give it up for Josh right there. Good job, Josh. Heck yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No, and Bree. Sorry, Anne Bree, because yeah. she gets up with Josh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> no, we, I mean, we stepped into a little pile of gold um, with who we have. Uh, uh, undoubtedly, they're a good part of the reason why we're growing where we're growing. But as far as COVID went, uh, 2021, 2020, scared, no. Um, we actually ordered up when the shutdown occurred to try to get ahead of everybody else uh, in getting product in when they did reopen. And I think one of the main things that people are not talking about when this question is asked is that you have a lot of government-based restriction around manufacturing, hmm. both in the U.S. and in China, given 
the majority of our products are made here in the U.S., and that's just a labor issue. The manufacturers have the orders, they have the materials, they don't have the labor. They can't get the products made, and they can't catch up. And the demand has increased, but the bigger issue is that there's just so much incentive not to work right now. And that is strangling manufacturing in the U.S. Um, the, on the other part of it, our tungsten products and our rod covers, you know, come from China. And China is taking an opportunity right now to try and increase their value, uh, their, 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 their own dollar value um, in the world's currency. So they are going to cut back what they manufacture to increase their value to other countries. So there's, and COVID was the start of that, I think, but that's all been in place. Um, I think the major change we saw was in the U.S. that we just don't have the people out there doing the work to get the products we need. And I don't know how that's going to change, honestly. Well, some of the programs um, have to change that are being implemented right now, I believe, or uh, our qualification processes. Yeah, <laughs> they do. And I mean, it's that simple, guys. <laughs> bottom, bottom line is, if you go to a tackle shop and they don't have what you have, there's a lot of shit going on, so just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm a consumer too, man. I'm trying to rig out a boat right now, and it's like, you're telling me what? Eight weeks for like this one piece? Like that's gonna hold yeah. up the whole. It's gonna hold up the whole build, you know. Um, yeah. And it's just. It's across the board, man. Yeah, it's, but, uh, you got to accept what's happening. It's just, hey, it's just like going to a fast food restaurant these days, guys. You're going to be in line for almost an hour no matter what to get something. I don't know if you guys go are fast food junkies. I am. But I, I hate when I see people yelling at the fast food people because at the workers because of the line. Like it's their <laughs> fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a bunch of idiots. What a bunch of <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> you know what grinds my gears? Never mind. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Pete. Uh, yeah. True or false? The most successful year ever at Omnia Fishing has been 2021 so far. Was that? Yeah, the, by by a long shot. Yeah, but there, there's 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 a lot of factors to that. We are only like three years old in retail, so uh, that's okay. So, but but yes, it was. It was big uh, for us. I mean, I, I, the supply chain certainly choked us out quite a bit too. Um, uh, but I just blame all the manufacturers. I don't think anything these guys said is true. It's just clearly <laughs> because you're a merchandising <laughs> agent, so yeah, yeah, you have yeah, to blame yeah, the manufacturers. Yeah. Yes, yeah, everybody's been fishing, and you actually yeah. you actually purchase yeah. products mm -hmm. from all these people except Boomer. Yeah. Boomer will yeah. get on you later about this. For sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've ridden Brandon about that enough. Uh, but uh, but uh, no, it's it's. It's the supply chain stuff's real. I mean, it's it's still affecting us to this day. And most of the things we hear on our end is as the as these price increases are starting to creep into the programs and stuff with the with the manufacturers and stuff is that these you know these container costs are gone through the roof. So we're looking at you know four x times the cost to get it overseas now get get the products in. So you know 
to, to, to Connor's point, everything you think that you can lean on from U.S. domestic manufacturing, that's super slow right now. So you're and with all this increased demand uh, to Patterson's point, uh, th- there's a whole bunch of stuff going on right now. And mm-hmm. and uh, you, there, there really isn't one thing you can specifically put your finger on. It was a chain event, chain of events that happened. The good news is for us that are in the fishing industry, more people found fishing, more people like fishing. Now it's our job just not to screw it up and uh, and and make it fun for everybody and, and do the right thing by the consumers that found fishing and not make it uh, it's too snobby or or too expensive for them to enjoy the sport. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's just everywhere. Yeah, for everywhere. sure. Everywhere. Well, the <laughs> the, there's shipping containers that are full of product on the coast, but there isn't anyone to unload them. For sure. So, right. Know, so yeah. there's product. There's product on U.S. soil. It's just backlogged. To to Connor's point, like there's just there's just not enough for, workforce. Yep. Well, I I think too that uh, you know I think all of us on this uh, on this little get together here have seen an increase in business despite all these problems. Correct. Um, yep. And that's that's a positive. That's what I'm looking at is for sure. We have more people getting into every aspect of fishing and that's that's one thing that we can all look at it and and try to embrace that was a positive from all this my my hope is that we can retain a decent portion of it going three to five years down the road from now when we finally do get caught up hopefully we have (laughs) too many people haven't been frustrated for the lack of product availability and left. No, I, yeah. I think I, here's my fear. This is my fear guys that I think the product's going to come back. I think things will change. I think that's all just going to fall into place. We've seen similar things in history, but here's my fear. The only reason that, well, maybe not Patterson, but the, <laughs> the only reason that we're basically able to be in the fishing industry is because of the bass. Okay? Um, Sims is a more multi-species type company. Um, I, we need to protect the resource. Like, there's so much... Um, our, our a dear friend of many of us uh, here on the panel tonight, as well as many watching, Mr. Aaron Martins himself told me that he noticed this year on Logan Martin that his fishing is like, he, he put it this way, I could go out and catch 40 to 50 spots. Now I catch like 15. And that's happened because of the increased amount of fishing. Yeah. How do we handle that? How, who wants to who wants to field this question? Who does? Who's raise your hand, students? Uh, uh, go ahead, Boomer. It's on you. How do well, we? How do I, we I'll give you. A, I'll give you a a good counter argument to that. Okay. Because everywhere in the southeast, especially now that I've started fishing, you know, on the other side of the country, they actually really care about their fisheries. Like the GRDA for Grand Lake, that's amazing. Like. They actually have a truck where they take the fish and distribute them across the lake. So they're not just walked down and thrown into the dock. Okay. And a lake that gets beat up like Grand Lake, 
still kicks out weights. And the reason that I'm not super scared after this year is if you go to the Northwest or even the West Coast, every one of the states is really trying to get us to quit fishing. They mm-hmm. delisted the best fishery in the Northwest, the Columbia River. They, they delisted Whoa. the best smallmouth fishery in the Northwest. Yikes. And the one thing that we've kind of noticed is, yeah, fishing is impacted, but I think fish are pretty tough. Bass are pretty tough. I think when we, when we say that we're seeing less catches, I don't always think that means that there's a lower count for the bass. I just think they get caught. I yeah. think they get smart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm super, super impressed when I see like a GRDA or Florida's Florida's got two or three just amazing programs where they're putting fish back in the lake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would be bummed out if I lived in the Southwest and I liked or Southeast and I liked something besides bass fishing. Cause it seems like the focus is bass fishing, right? Sure. You know, like yeah. on the West coast, man, they'll stock any, and I call them slimers and I don't mean to offend especially the Sims guys. That's my dad. You mean Brandon? My dad and I, like, I'm the type A bass fisherman, and he's like, how much fun is that? Like, you set the hook, you drug him right to the boat, and you flipped him in the boat. There was no fight. You spent all this money, and this is what we're going to do. You know what I mean? And then I'll get in his boat, and he's dragging around with a kicker, telling me that at 1.4 miles an hour, they won't eat it. But 1.5.4, they will. And I'm so, so he's the Slimer guy. But anyways, we'll invest in Slimers up here. And then you've got the Northeast where walleye is insane, right? Yeah. So I, I, I like the – I agree that we need to take care of the resource. But I also think that more people fishing will create yeah. environments and uh, governments, hopefully, that don't look like our West Side governments that actually promote it, put more money into it add fish to the resource i saw live pd i know how your government is yeah. when that show was on you can yeah the walmart that's yeah. like four miles from my house there's a lot of activity there, there was. <laughs> my, my, my hometown was one of the, like five of the most popular cities that they went to all the time Springfield, <laughs> yeah. Springfield missouri so i'd be sitting there and be like hey. <laughs> <laughs> i know the quickie mart you're like <laughs> the um yeah, yeah. I, I have the solution to this problem. By all means. Go ahead. You need global cooling. Global cooling? <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. When you live where we do in Minnesota. So more styrofoam is what you're saying. Like it's, <laughs> you, no, sorry. You, they, put a, they put a sheet of ice over like for about six months, maybe seven. <laughs> helps a lot. It helps a lot. It does. In the back. <laughs> That would help Gunnersville, wouldn't it? That'd do wonders yes, for Gunnersville. Oh, yeah. Yikes, that's a great answer. Give it, hey, Andy, give it up for Connor Summers on that one. That's the uh, that's a straight class replay of the week. You get to take a break. They take a break. Yeah. Everything's cool, man. See you in the spring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe chase some eel pouts or something. You know how you yeah. are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, Andy, you want to take some uh, questions from the from the uh, the yeah, peeps? I got one good one for everybody here. Oh, okay. okay. Now you're good. Pick hard ones. Don't make them all nice or anything. Like pick controversial hard ones that will put these guys on the spot. Okay. Mm. Can you do that, Andy? Please, since you're the producer and it takes the heat off of me. Thanks. Industry, by the way, I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's industry, uh, industry. <laughs> and thank you, by the way, to Tin Cup Whiskey, one of our partners here. Um, in their role in conservation of bass fishing, they're uh, they're doing quite a bit to give back to the restocking program. Thank you. This actually comes from Fake Spencer. Oh, Fake Spencer, we like him. So, <laughs> yeah. What was the key event 
breakthrough moment of a product or what took your companies to the next level? Oh, like what was that that it or boom factor? Okay, who who wants that one? I'll let you guys field. <laughs> you start, boomer. <laughs> Mine's super easy. Uh, the rebound, and I know Pat's going to jump in on this one, but I feel blood flow right now just talking yeah. about the rebound. Yeah. It's a good story though because um, Brand. I don't remember how it happened, but I ended up sending Brandon to. I said, you just got to try them. And I remember the thought broth. I remember the like this garbage that I have about. And it wasn't like two or three months later. And that was when we actually realized, hey, we might actually have, we might actually have the, uh, everything necessary here to actually build a rod company when he comes back and goes, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Because you send something to a pro and he's like, no, you're right. This sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't sure. have everything in your tank. going to be shy. Yeah. So it was the rebound. The rebound. Him, and, and, was... and seriously, not a not a sales pitch. Just letting anybody know listening. I've always wound, wound plugs, wound spinner baits, chatter baits with composite rods. Um, basically S class uh, is is how I started. And the seeker blank is what I built on for years. And the Alpha Angler rebound is the closest thing that you will get to that California-based OG proper bass and man crank rod. That's the rebound. Good job mm -hmm. on that. Good freaking job. I, I like that. I like that. Connor, what's your product? What's the revolutionary product for Outcast? I hear that. <laughs> All right. Well, it's pretty, it, it's pretty simple. When we decided to stick our back out, make a tungsten flipping jig that had a decent price tag on it. And uh, we put it with a guy that tends to catch a couple of bass once in a while. The Dirty Llama. The Dirty Llama? Yeah. Uh -huh. I would say the Stealth Fighter is what launched us into, I guess, uh, more than just a Midwest jig company. Um, and since then, um, we're going to continue to stick our neck out every year with, with innovative products like that. But that was, that was definitely the point where we realized that, that we could play this game. So, and again, may I make a bold statement that the stealth fighter jig has the best hookup ratio of any jig that I've ever flipped. Uh, good one. It, it, it does, man. I mean, and the cage as well. The, the, for some reason, I and I don't know the answer, but they 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 stick fish where I've historically had problems hooking fish sometimes on jigs. And 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 I and thank you. Good answer. It's because you're using a glass rod for a jig. No, <laughs> you freaking wise guy. <laughs> Pat, are you a big game guy? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, I am not is flipping. <laughs> no, I'm flipping 25-pound fluoro, son. That's what I'm on. That's what I'm on. Well, I, I do want to thank Connor because I cashed a pretty large check on the fighter fly this year. Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. Nice Another one. Yeah. I can't, you know, I kind of I left that one out. Yeah, that is, that is the for real hair jig. Yeah, that's a that's a that's the deal. That's and, cool. and the most effective ones, did you know this, Boomer, are actually made out of a combination of Seth's, Matt's, and my hair. 
Those are the oh, and Chris Gross too. Yes, those are the Chris Gross adds the contrast as well. Yes, oh. very natural hair flies. I must have had one of those because it was catching. No, oh, it catches them flat out. We actually, we actually were catching them. We actually made a rod to throw the fighter fly. Like I was in the in the shop trying to figure out a way to throw it just a 10 feet farther. You yeah, know what I mean? But true. we actually wore out fighter flies. And then I realized, I'm like, if we throw one or more of these down the driveway and ruin another <laughs> $6 <laughs> fly. <laughs> Boomer, I have an ulterior motive here tonight. I just have to let you know. Every, as I stated before, every single one of the, um, of the advertisers that have been on the show tonight um, their products are available at omniafishing.com. Did I say omniafishing.com? Did, did I say omniafishing.com? I know yes, I know mm-hmm. that there's plenty of Sim stuff. There's plenty of Outcast. There's Berkeley. Correct. There's Abu. And I know the, the, the Alpha Angler business motto. But there's got to be some room, ain't it? We'll sell the snot out of them. Come on, we'll sell a million rebounds. Patterson wants to buy one now. <laughs> Billy yeah, Strings buy, loves them. I buy outcast jigs all the time. I, you know, full, full, <laughs> walk into the store all the time and fill bass. That's one of my favorite things to do is walk into a retail store and buy stuff. Yeah. So, so how about it, Boomsy? Can we get some alpha? Well, the good news is that I could totally deflect. I can say, well, we're gonna have to talk to the rest of management. Okay. <laughs> so that's paling it. You know, they're not here. Yeah. Okay. So Funny. pops. Pops is a tough sell, but but Patterson, you have leverage with Palinix. So what you do is leverage his Sims contract against the the whole deal with. You see what I'm saying? How this works? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I want to mess with his contract. You know, I just want him to be happy. So uh. yeah, he's yeah. You, he'll end up with a horse <laughs> head in your bed. That. You know what I mean, yeah. Patterson? Guy will give you some mafia crap. He's pretty. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's. Don't, he's... don't worry about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know if it could apply, but I'm interesting interested if it does. What's the most um, revolutionary event or product for Omnia fishing in your af- opinion, Pete? <laughs> you know, it's it's. I can think of one only because of my. You know, I, I came on a year into the company's existence, but I feel stupid saying what it is because three or four people five to be honest put in uh tons more work than i did to get to the point where we could do anything to to get the ball rolling but I've, if from my experiences anyway i'll say it this much uh, um we on a whim decided to do a live stream one night you know it was uh, a few years back now and and uh i remember a couple yeah, I called in a favor or two and I got Al Linder, Zona. And Mark, Mark Zona and all these people to do it with us. And we literally, nobody knew who we were. And uh, they were like, okay. And I got them to share it and all that. And we moved like 30 grand worth of product in one night on this live stream. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not kidding you, at this point in time, we were sitting around, there was, there was literally five of us sitting around a table. Like we sat in a little room and we were still, still, this was still a startup and still a tech. So it, for us, that kind of night was unbelievable, but it it just, it it really got the ball rolling in it. And the fact that Brad Novak, who, you know, very well, heck yeah. And uh, Brad, Brad had to put all that together. Like we all brainstorm. This is what I do. I just cause problems. You put a lot of I pressure up, on that. I, yeah, I, I come <laughs> up with ideas and I'm like, Hey, can you guys do this? And they're like, I guess. And they, and they just get it done. So I would say Brad, Brad being able to order equipment and put a live stream on that went 
just nuts all over the fishing industry in like a week's time was probably the thing that kicked us off. 30k nights, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not bad at all. Good question, yeah. fake Spencer. That was a yeah. th- that was a nice mm-hmm. little uh, a nice little uh, roundabouter right there. Ginge, yeah. what else you got? Well, that's all you want right now. Okay, well, I see what he's doing. Okay, I see how that goes. <laughs> hey, um, when you guys see that the fishing industry has been afflicted, is that a word? Is that a word we can use? Aff- sure. Afflicted. Um, if I could ask you, Jake Boomer, what would be the the projection for twenty twenty two? What will be the difference hmm. between 21? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be wrong, dude. Don't be wrong. Um, Give us your, your analytical projection. I know. I'll tell you what. Um, I, I kind of split time between being a MPFL angler and alpha angler, and then I still did a lot of stuff with Buck, and in July – I don't do the buck stuff anymore and I get to focus on alpha. And I think what I was missing and what I realized in this last four or five months is that uh, just being more present, being able, like there's so many people that will talk about fishing. Run. It doesn't matter if I went and talked to another pro that was part of another company, you know, their title sponsor, but it wasn't about, they'll still sit there and talk about what they like about fishing rods and tackle. You know what I mean? I love this. And uh, being available to that and kind of keeping my my thumb on the industry of what, because Connor is going to come out with a new jig. He's probably working on it right now. That if he would just tell me, I'd be designing a rod for it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> standing out in front of this quickly evolving sport, right? It's We're going to have to figure out how to catch, you know, if Aaron Martins is only catching 15 fish and they're still there, in my opinion, then we're going to have to figure out a different way to catch them, right? Yeah. That thought process. But the cool thing about the fishing industries, industries, everybody will come together to figure it out, right? They'll be like, oh, did you try putting a, your wife's uh, fingernail polish on the bottom of the spinnerbait? Which, if you've seen the spinnerbait, it's got a little red spot on the bottom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Jason Costa. And they eat it. And you're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But if somebody told me I'm going to get five extra bites. Heck, yeah, Oklahoma. I, I, she doesn't have any red uh, fingernail polish left. It's gone. It's all on the boat. It's gone. Yeah, it's boat. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I think being... For us next year being a little bit more present we're still growing and one of the reasons i know like pete i've had a couple of conversations with pete about why we don't um the smartest one of the best uh, uh people that i've ever worked under mentors that i worked under before i started alpha told me that when it comes to a company it's not failure that kills a company it's growth it's wow. the failure of being able to 100%. deal with the growth mm. and so we're really really careful about getting too big for our britches you know what I mean? And then not delivering what we say we can do and not being able, you know, I, I would really, we really stink right now if people needed to order stuff and we couldn't, you know what I mean? I would feel, and then they still can't, you know, some of those things are off, but sure. That's what I like about it. I like to maintain the growth, but get a little bit deeper in and like be part of the problem solving. So that's what I see for 22, 22. You I like it. Be part of like the problem solving by coming together. Yes. As a solution. Mm-hmm. Very good answer. 100%. Very mm-hmm. good answer. Um, good answer. You guys are all grand inspirers in the <laughs> fishing industry, whether you know it or not. Um, those that, that know you certainly know that. Um, those that got to know you a little bit tonight, um, they're starting to realize. And 
again, the common denominator to be successful is you always have to kick ass. You always have to. You can't not kick ass. You have to be the James Brown of the fishing industry at all times. You got to get up off of that thing and shake it. You'll feel better. You know what I mean? And that's, okay. that's the key. Did any of that make sense? The, I, I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's all in or all nothing. And 100% Industry. Yeah. Industry. That's right. 100% industry. industry. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ginger. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I Thank you. I know you're you're stopping me. I got two things. For, first off, um, I have to give away the Berkeley Abu uh, prize, and that was Charlie uh, Saucier that won that. Yep. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I, I got that. So we forgot Congrats. to do that. And I don't know if you know, but Connor uh, Patterson – um, I might let you off the hook, Pete, uh, and, 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 and Boomer. Um, you, you guys got to all give something away tonight. So let's pick three more winners, Ginge. Well, so, while, you're do- um, while we're doing that, oh, I got one more question for them before they leave. Uh-oh. So in this oh, one, by the way, we're keeping Patterson around. You're not going anywhere, Patterson. You're staying at. So this one this. comes from up right. north from a guy named Death Spider. Oh, I like him. <laughs> Death Spider. Yeah. So who's your favorite pro staffer? Go ahead, Connor, Patterson, Pete, Jake. Okay. Oh, okay. favorite pro staffer from Death, Death Spider. Spider. From up north. Up north. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Connor, who's your favorite pro staffer? Uh, like how you snuck that in, Ginge. Tried to cut me off before. That's a... <clears throat> That's an interesting question because they all have... Come on, we don't have all day, Connor. Who's your favorite pro staffer? That I like about them. Rapid fire, come on. You're thinking too hard. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings no matter what. Who's your favorite one? Death Spider. Death Spider asked a question. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Matt Robertson. Matt Robertson is a favorite brother. <laughs> Give it up for Matt Robertson on him. Okay, Patterson, who's your favorite pro staffer? Uh, man, I know, I know Brad said it uh, earlier, but... John Cox and I have a, a long uh, history <laughs> together. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, 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 so, not happy. Yeah, J- John yeah. Cox is definitely. Uh, we're, 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 we're setting it. We're setting him up. Peter, how about you? Uh, well, I, I would say one of my, you know, best friend for a lot, you know, most of my adult life, uh, helped us build the company. I, I easily it'd be a layup for Seth, but uh, who? Seth Fighter, but oh. uh, we recently got a new pro staff for Fish's MPFL that's hooking us up with Alpha Rods. Jake Boomer. Is <laughs> oh, yes! Our new yes! favorite. He is definitely a favorite pro staffer. Uh, he's actually a professional angler and he's a lot nicer than Seth Fighter. Heck so. yeah, industry. I, uh, but, oh. but, but before that happened, Seth Fighter would be my favorite. Right, you just did that because you know Seth will punch you in the arm as hard as he can when he sees you. Yeah, yeah. how come you have, have multiple answers? Yeah, I want so multiple you, answers. You, you, I, 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 got got people. I was sneaky Pete. That was sneaky. We all love Seth. I got to show you this. The, of course. It's like, my, it's, like my, it's my prized possession in life. Not, I mean, my wife's pretty high up there. Is it made of plaster? Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Oh, nice. It's a crushed uh, carton signed by, by Seth. I, I, was like, what do, I was like, what are you going to do with that? He's like, throw it away. I'm like, ah, babe, can you sign that for me? <laughs> I love that. Nice. I, so, I love it. That's awesome. So, yeah. Boomer, well, it, 
I was going to say, if you guys ever go to Seth's house, in his office, there is this this mural of his 2021 season that I put together of a, of a picture from every tournament that he was in. And the way he caught the place he finished, and that's what Outcast sent to him uh, as part of his AOI celebration. So I just thought that's I'd, cool. you know. Yeah, he's the guy that won the AOI this year, right? This fighter yeah, gentleman? Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. That's, yeah, yep. Yeah, gotcha. but Boomer kicked ass on MPFL this year. He sure yeah. did. He he sure did. Booms, Booms, who's your favorite pro staffer then? Is it? Well, is if, it you, if you think I'm going to say Brandon, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and I know he's probably not watching, but if he does watch this, Brandon doesn't watch this. Kidding, he's a star. <laughs> Kitty's like he's like Miley Cyrus. He was working in the shop all day. Yeah, today sure he was. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> he just has Velcro shoes. Just even want to tie Brandon's shoes. a yeah, Velcro I, I sim Brandon. shoes. Brandon's just a buddy. I got a te- I just got a text from my daughter that said, "Put your hands down, bro." <laughs> so my hands must be. <laughs> I talk with my hands too, Jake's daughter. God, do your homework and go to bed. <laughs> do you drugs and stay in school? Sarah told me I was swaying, so that's why I sat down. Boomer, who's your favorite pro staffer? I'm going to say the alphas. And the alphas are the ones that are not paid. The army. But are the ones that are willing to like send me all of these crazy ideas. Like the, the Joe LaBarbas, the Scooter Griffiths. One of our best-selling rods this year came from a guy that nobody, you know, I never heard of this guy. His enthusiasm level was through the roof. Shooter McGavin. Yeah, she was shooter. Shooter showed up with the best shooter rod ever. But <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's just the straight up alphas. Like I don't even want to do anything. I'm like afraid of coming out with something because I'm afraid that they're gonna be like, "Well, you wouldn't do that, Jake, because that's not a good idea." But you know what I mean? My favorite staffers are the alphas. There it is. That's cool. Boom. And not Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> and none of your guys's was fighter. Okay, I got I got you there. But the a- a- excellent choice. And hey, uh, Boomer, and and uh, Connor, and Pete, guys, thanks uh, thanks for your support of Stray Cast, and and thanks mm-hmm. for for coming on on the show tonight. And uh, thanks for having absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, I like I liked this little deal, like a little conversation forum type uh, tackle industry thing, and we'll have to do it again sometime. You know, we'll we'll bring in some other players, and uh, and 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 again, thank you very much, guys, for everything you not only do for for Straight Cast, but of course for the entire bass fishing industry uh, as well. Thanks, Pete from Omnia, Jake yeah. Boomer, and and Connor Summers. Now, real quick, I know I'm almost forgetting again. Uh, Connor, you got to give something away. You're giving away something uh, from Outcast. I forgot to tell you, but you are, and it's 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 like only 500 bucks worth of stuff. You don't (laughs) freaking cool. Don't sweat it, Connor. It's a write off. It's a freaking write off. Ginge, uh, do are you giving the winners for that? Okay, Andy, who won the uh, Outcast uh, tackle pack? Uh, Zach McCall. Zach McCall. That's a Bassin nice. name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think he's from the Northwest. I think Zach's one of our guys. Oh, okay. I like it. Really? I, I like that. Okay. So, uh, Charlie uh, Saucier and yep. Zach McCall both need to direct message Jay Cos, uh, Stray Cast Facebook, and he'll get you uh, uh, some prizes sent out. Um, we'll let Pete off the hook. Uh, and Boomer, what do you want to give away? Booms, you want to give Rebound. away? Rebound. 
Let's give a rebound to Wade. Wow! Damn! Wait can a minute! Can I? Can I? You guys Wait, get my number and just call me. I'll <laughs> sell somebody the rebound cheap. <laughs> Uh, the rebound not available at Omnia Fishing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, uh, wow, Jake, you got wild, bud. You got freaking. Well, I'm, I'm just turned off the ringer on the phone in case Dad's watching. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Gingy, uh, he's giving away uh, um, the rebound. Yeah. Yeah. Do you got a winner? And for not that? to Andy. Not I can, to see, Andy. I can hear Andy in the background. He's no. salivating. Who are you giving away a rebound to? You ready? Yeah. Jesse Larson. Jesse Larson. Jesse Larson. Okay. There you go. There it is. That sounds like a bassin' man, too. Jesse Larson. Hey, I'm going to keep uh, Patterson from Sims around, so we'll get, we're going to make him give away something in a minute. I got a couple questions for him, but uh, I'm, I'm going to dismiss you other students, Okay. Sounds good. And uh, thank you. Yeah, Connor. Thanks, man. Pete and and Jake. You guys are awesome, dude. I love talking to you guys all the time. It, it's good awesome. to have you as as part. Good time. I consider y'all family, guys. Serious. I mean that. Uh, peace. Thanks. Good seeing all you later, Jess. Yeah, good to see you. Give it up for those three right there. Give it up for them. That's what I'm saying. Now we're gonna we're gonna dig into the life of of Patterson Lee from Sims Fishing a little bit. Look at you grinning, Patterson. Why are you grinning so much? Happy to be here. Okay, good. I'm happy that you're yeah. happy to, yeah. to be here. Um, I'm intrigued by you. I'm going to be honest. That's why I have you on, on, the, on the show here extra tonight. Because, like, first off, I'm going to be honest. It's your eclectic taste in music that, um, that was appealing to me. Uh, nice. uh, and, and some other things we won't mention on the show. But the, the, the eclectic taste in music was a, was a big a big part of it and like man you're you're a deeper cat you're like what do they call those people that are like old souls i think you're an old soul how old are you uh not that old 37 right you're that like mm. just because of some of your taste in music i could tell you're an old soul where'd that come from oh my my musical taste really came from my parents uh well there's two there's two places my parents had uh really all over the board music background Not, neither one of them were musicians but they just vibed on like all sorts of stuff and i actually have uh their record collection um to this day awesome and so i got like a really just random mix of 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 really good music growing up and, and they prioritized listening to it radio was always on um, and then I had a cousin who was in high school, college. He was always kind of ahead of me. And uh, he was a huge music buff. And when he went away to school, he had these, you remember the DJ racks of CDs? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So had him in I would my go, car. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, would, I would, I would go over to my aunt and uncle's house for like dinner or whatever. And so the parents and adults would all be talking. And what I found out was there's like eight of these things underneath his bed. And I mean, it was like Dinosaur Jr. to Notorious B.I.G. to like, I mean, and so what I would do is I would just go down there and just grab a disc or two and sneak it in my pocket. <laughs> and then, you know, it was the era of your own personal CD player, man. So I just, like I said earlier, you know, I was a, I was an only child. So there wasn't someone pestering me to play video games or whatever. So 
I've spent my whole life with headphones on just just listen to music. I did I, I did I a lot of that too but I share yeah. I, I share the similarity I my old man had the most amazing record collection and I still have some of it to this day uh they, uh, unreal and an only child as well that I spent a lot of time with headphones and bassin <laughs> yeah yeah no I mean those were those were sort of my two outlets right one got me outside and then one was for uh you know chilling out with so. yeah they're both a beautiful escape quite frankly yeah for sure music for and, sure. And, and fishing you know um sims is a very original company in in my opinion uh the i don't know how else to describe this but there's really in my opinion not a brand of clothing or apparel like sims and i've shared this with you before but Every time that I put Sims stuff on, I kind of feel like a bass Jedi. <laughs> like I really do, man. Like I, I mean, and and I, I mean, everything that I'm wearing right now, except this Berkeley hoodie, is is Sims. I got Sims flip flops yeah. and, and yeah, socks yeah. and and the dock wear pants. I feel like a bass Jedi, man. Like so, you you got to tell me, is this just me or like? Cause like when I put those dockwear pants on, I feel like freaking Han Solo, bud. Like, yeah. or I feel like Luke would be wearing them, you know, in the Dagobah system. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is that ever thought by designers? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, product designers are uh, an interesting breed, and and they bring in influences from uh, from all over. So you know, I don't know if they are directly uh, impacted by uh, one of the more recent Star Wars movies when they're selecting fabrics, but um, you know, when you look at design briefs for products, a lot of time there's a lot of uh, other elements included. You know, there's always uh, bits and pieces of of the outside world. So. They took take all that into account, but no, I mean we we have a we have a great product team, and and uh, we've had a great product team for a really long time that pushed um, innovation on a lot of different levels, and and um, you know we we really did cut our teeth in in uh, Bozeman Wade or Bozeman made um, handmade waders, uh, Gore Tex. You know we were we were yeah. one of the first companies or the first company actually to. Uh, manufacture a Gore Tex waiter, and we have you oh, know wow. we have a ton of patents, and we have a ton of uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, impressive, impressive business. You know, um, it's, it's definitely different than, than like Connor's world for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but very similar. So, but I mean, let's face it. Most people that are in the bass in industry are, are fishermen in general, not only are tackle freaks, but they have to have good gear because we spend time in the elements. Yeah. Plain I mean, and simple. The, the, the thing that always cracks me up and, and, you know, I, I've worked a lot of trade shows like all the all the gentlemen on earlier we're talking about and people would come up to me and say you know man 1200 bucks for a rain suit you know and, and trust me i understand it's a it's a sizable uh, amount of money but my my response is always what kind of boat you run they're like oh i got a brand new crest liner with like a 250 on it and like uh four hds 12s and uh i'm like dude you got thirty two thousand dollars in your rig or whatever it is, you're going to go home when it starts raining. Like, uh, <laughs> you know? and so, I mean, you're, you're already there. Um, and you know, there's definitely people who, uh, you know, there's varying levels of commitment to weather and you always want to be safe. But, um, our goal is to always, um, keep you on the water as long as you want to, you know? No, I, I like that. And, and it yeah. definitely in Sims gear definitely has no commercial, uh, intended here whatsoever. 
that yeah. the pro dry suit, dude. Come on. Like yeah. that thing's insane, bro. One of the, you know, you asked earlier, like, did you really, did you know you wanted to work in the fishing industry? And I'm actually kind of more, I, I love fishing. Fishing is my number one pastime. I have like six boats. Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time, like all sorts of varying watercraft from inflatables to a, to a tin rig, you know, and, um, but one of the brands I always wanted to work for was Sims, you know? Nice. Um, yeah, just, just, uh, they, they, they come with a great reputation and their marketing was always spot on. And so for someone who enjoys doing that work, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't just that they were a fishing company. They were also just, a a really great brand. And so it's been great to, to be a part of that for sure. Yeah. And I always, and you know, I, I've been buds with Aaron for a while and I always liked how cool Aaron looked in, in the Sim yeah. stuff, you know? He, He's, he's the man, um, um, for sure. Um, he, he's one of those guys that always has these really innovative and thoughtful product ideas, um, that are super, super specific to the way that he <laughs> likes to fit to fish. You yeah. Know? And so it'd be like, stretchy make... is important to Aaron. Yeah. Stretch, yeah stretchy is important. Or, yes. Or, Hey man, you should make like a, sh he, he always, he's, he's always been bugging me about making a, uh, like a sock basically he used to wear those five fingers and he's like all i want is like a ninja sock so yep we have a bunch of different ones i'd send him to he's like no no it's not right he's like you got to make this you'll sell a ton of these i'm like i'll sell a t i'll give you a ton i don't know how many <laughs> sims uh, socks made with the fabric that you want we're going to be able to move you know but uh i always appreciate his input and product and he's he's always he's always he's one of those guys that uh is really hyper engaged in the world around him you know oh yeah and so um i enjoy those people and so, he, and yeah, he looks in, he looks in and most guys do even schlubs like me look good yeah. in sims clothes you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> yeah it's the easiest way to upgrade you know so yeah. here, here's how you here's how you know that your your product looks good my my mother watches everything i do i i love her she's my angel and but she's never shy to tell me I look like shit. So yeah, mine, mine too. Okay, sure. she yeah. don't say that no more. When you're <laughs> about when since I wear sim stuff, why do you have the holes with the jeans? Don't you yeah. have nice shirt? She doesn't sound like that. But yeah. she, but uh, you know, uh, but she doesn't say it anymore. And and she loves you because of that, Patterson. Yeah. And, and you even sent her a nice jacket because of that. So thank you. Yeah. Got to keep the moms happy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. Man. <laughs> yep. Don't want angry moms for sure. <laughs> hey, um, dude, you uh, let let's uh let's do a little uh, oh hey Ginch, let's uh, let's do the let's get funky with uh with Patterson before we get the hell out of here. You want to do that? Let's play twenty funkin' questions. You want to do it? You want to play twenty funkin' questions? What do you think, Patterson? Oh, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I did. I thought you were asking the judge. <laughs> oh no, I'm asking you if you want to play. Uh... <laughs> I thought. I thought you were. I thought you were trying to pull one out of or something. Oh yeah. Well, well I, I was too. Know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I. But I'd like to keep the shows over. I keep yeah. going. I'm like an energizer, yeah. buddy. Good. Hey, you're a well-rounded angler. I can tell. Welcome to Twenty Funkin' Questions with Patterson Lee from Sims Fishing. Hey. What's your jam right now? What's the song of your life? What's the song of Patterson's life? You know every word. It describes you. It's your anthem. It's Patterson's song. 
Right now? Yeah. Right now. Man. I, um... Come on! I've been really digging Coulter Wall. Coulter Wall? Uh, yeah. I, I actually uh, don't know that. He's, uh... He's a Saskatchewan... Uh, well, he's, uh, he's a Canadian... A Saskatoon? Uh, yeah, I think he's uh, Saskatchewan. Okay. Yeah, yeah so... Figured that, you'd go uh, eclectic. I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, he's 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 kind of a good old prairie boy that sings about you know uh, places that I don't really spend that much time, but I vibe it. So. Okay, I like it. Take you away, take you away. Hey, who? Uh, if there was a movie about Patterson's life, who who would be the the leading actor? Well, if I don't have my hat on, most of the time the people tell me it's the sheriff. Uh, from Stranger Things. Oh! I get, I get, people bring that up to me frequently, that that's, that's who would play He's me. playing Patterson. Yeah. He's a badass, too. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I see that. He burns heaters when he wakes up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about you, bud? Who's that, who's that OG spank banker for you? Mine was, like, I'm going way back, but mine was Farrah Fawcett, dude. Like I was, I was all Farrah Fawcett posters. Um, this is gonna be Ruin that one. really random. Uh, she's the lady that was the the uh, Maud. No, she was she was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, <laughs> and she, she, she's Ted Danson's uh, Ted Danson's wife. Oh, that girl, yeah, Ted. Dan- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Um. I forget what her name is. I, I have Avril Lavigne. Yeah, Avril Lavigne. But no, it was one of those <laughs> things where I, re- I I always remember that dude. That was so young for me, and I was always like, man, this chick is like, you know. Did she play like is- a devil woman once in a movie too? Yeah, yeah. She's and she's just you know she's a. It was yeah. Weirdly I, I, enough, she's very a- sultry. Yeah, big woman too, like tall, like Amazonian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Not yeah. the other mom. Not the other mom. No, I yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the greatest rock and roll band in the world? Uh, in the world? In the world. Greatest rock and roll band. Oof. Man. That's so hard for me. I, it's so hard for me. What are we classifying as rock and roll? Greatest rock and roll band in the world. You answer. I mean, question. My answer I mean, is Rolling Stones. Yeah, I... I uh, Man, I knew you were gonna ask me one of these to pick to pick favorite not, music, and I was like, I'm gonna spit out. Um, Come on, man! This is I easy. like that really early that really early Fleetwood Blue stuff. That's I like your favorite, that. greatest I rock mean, and I roll. Really, I, I I I I like rock and roll, um, but there's definitely certain albums I would say that like encapsulate the whole feeling for me versus just like one specific band. I tend to pick a band that I really like, and I have like a favorite album. Okay. You know, and once I make that favorite album, I'm kind of like, okay, next one. You I got gotcha. you. Yeah, you get yeah. burnt out on them, don't you? It kind of happens. It's yeah, like, I like I, the I grooves weird. Yeah, you find the best one for you. You know, there's yeah. always the best best record for you out of all of them. Yeah. I, I, I like it. Hey, uh, Patterson, you've done a real good job of uh, making life the best record for you. You know what I mean, bud? I agree. I know you're busy AF. You're on yep. conferences all day. Sims fishing has you running ragged. <laughs> um, but uh, you're a fortunate guy, man. You're 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 spinning the vinyl. You know what I mean. You're spinning the vinyl of life. 
Yeah, I'm, I uh, I wake up every morning and my response is always uh, uh, glad I woke up breathing. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm thankful for uh, every day and try and kind of live it to the fullest. And I got a great wife and job is super cool. I always tell everybody I got the best job at Sims and get to fish when I want. And, um, you know, been been very I have a very, very fortunate existence. So no complaints there. Yeah, dude. You, you And uh, and again, I got to say thank you. Um, for your support of of uh, of Stray Cast, man, I, I, we we really appreciate it. Yeah, love Patterson it. I and, love it. And Sims fishing. Well, man. We're we're uh, we're back in next year and looking forward to the future. You know, yes, so yeah, uh, thank you, bud. I, yeah. I uh, I'm looking forward to fishing with you someday. Yeah, you know, I people ask me what I uh, what I do for a living, and I generally say turn down a lot of really cool fishing trips with a lot of really. We cool even people. invited you to come fishing with us and Billy Strings, and you. Couldn't I know, do it. I know. Yeah, no, I um, I'm one of those people where I always tell everybody if you ask me and I say no, just keep asking because it wasn't that I didn't want to come. You, you just know? don't like us so, that much. That's, yeah. oh, that's no, I, would, <laughs> I, I, I look forward to it very much. So, and, and, um, and Patterson, I challenge you to ask any of your pro staff or whatever you call them and, yep. and any employees at Sims, um, or any angler that purchases the new dock wear pants when they feel the fabric, if it does not remind them of Star Wars, they're freaking nuts. You have no concept of anything. <laughs> Go home. All right. Love it. Yeah. I write all I, I write all the product copy for the hang tag. So maybe we can maybe we can sneak in a, a, a Star Wars reference in the Dockware pants. Thanks. And and you are the um you you are the uh the Sultan what did I call you again? The salt the Sultan of something. Um Sultan of style. Sultan of style. You are yeah, the, that's my new that's my new business card. Yes, oh, and you, you are the commander in chief of casual wear as as I am, well. Yeah, uh, I do like uh, I do like well. my casual wear. Yeah, in uh dude, uh, I'm glad we met. Uh I'm glad that our paths have crossed. And again, thank you for everything that you do for the world of fishing as well as stray cast. Oh, we got you gotta give something away. What are you giving away? What are you gonna do? Uh well. Let's give away. Let's give away a pro dry jacket. Wait a second, you're an animal. Let's do it. Holy shnikes! You know why? Because another in stock. Okay, pro dry <laughs> jackets in stock, and you're giving away a pro dry jacket. That's like mega huge value for an for a, like a lucky hey. deal for a stray cast viewer. This I I I like it's it's almost unfair. Maybe the podcast people should have had a chance at this tomorrow too, but. They're, they snooze, they lose. They're not watching tonight. They're listening tomorrow. You lost a pro-dry jacket, dummy. Anyway, Andrew Ellenberger. Can you do it in a, a medieval voice, please, Andy? Thank you. Oh, Patterson has it. Patterson, you do a medieval voice. Give it to him again, Ginge. Give him the... He, the winner is Brian Mills. <laughs> is that Ryan or Brian Mills? It is. It is Brian. Brian Mills. Brian yeah. Mills. You want yeah. a pro dry jacket in size double XS. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Yep. <laughs> the only size we don't make. Wow, that's a big deal. Magic happens on the glorified version of a Bass and Talk show.
Yeah, well, I appreciate you uh, having me on. I appreciate the fans for uh, listening and and being uh, such supporters of the of the sport of fishing. And I look forward to the next time. Yeah, dude. Did you have a good time, Patterson? You did? Oh, yeah, always. Yeah, it, this is probably um, next to, um, this is just my opinion, but like next to six other podcasts and uh, Digging for Earthworms in May, this is probably my favorite podcast, and I'm glad that you're part of it. Yeah, I was too. It's great to hear all those other industry perspectives and um, all those guys have, you know, it's cool to see though. Normally I see them at a trade show and I hadn't seen their faces in so long. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know every single buddy on here. (laughs) It's Um, awesome. You're going to be like, next time you see me, be like, remember that time we were on street cast cast together. (laughs) Exactly. It's a bonding bonding moment for sure. Oh man. Hey, Patterson Leaf. Thanks again. Bass Galaxy. That's the dude right there. Give it, give it up for him right now. All right. I'm going to get the heck out of here. I think I'm going to close the show. Um, you want to stick around for the close, Patterson? Sure. I think I'm going to close the show in Elvis. In Elvis voice. All right. You ready? Yep. Oh, we'll like to think of a Chris Liner and a Omnia fish in a well. And in a tank of whiskey at the word of the week. And in a power pose, it went down. I'd like to thank old Patterson's since we in a TH Marine Company. Ain't Abu and Berkeley and Bide me tackle and line and lure, you see. Ain't Outcast tackle makes some heck of a jigs and promotional consideration to Alpha, Dakota, Lithium, and War Eagle. And Elm Tribune at Chicago Fishing. This has been another edition of the Street Cast, a glorified version of an outdoor cartoon television show. Apparently, peace, Bass Galaxy. Until we meet again, I love you, Mama. Peace. Be kind. Treat each other kind. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!